Since we did the switch up and I'll go first, you know what's going down. I am the DJ to make your grandma throw her hip out, DJ Michael B. Let's go, and I am the Dilf, a.k.a. the coach that your mama coming after while her son playing sports, Mr. GQ. Oh, man, we back. Doing that crazy shit. Coming up with these phenomenal intros off the dome. We back at it. We throw everybody off. Every guest that ever comes on here us do that shit be thrown the fuck off. That shit be so funny, though. I'm over here having a Kevin Hart moment because you're not just going to act like you didn't say what the hell you just said in this intro. I said what I said. <laughs> You know what? We're not even going to get into that. How was the weekend, dog? Let's start with that. <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> I've been working. It's still going. Like, yeah, man, ain't had a weekend since uh since, since the since the brunch. Yeah. Since the celebration of 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 my of my marriage. No, I have not had a break. I had one day last week. Uh I went to 5015 and I guess the the word would would be to use here. I got pretty uh plastered. Mm. I think that's the word. I don't know what it is about that damn place, but every time I go, make I you, can't drive back. It make you reevaluate a few things? It does. Because, man, I remember I used to drink like I drank on Sunday and pop up and go to work Monday, and it'd be nothing. I stopped drinking at 3.30 in the afternoon, and I still woke up Monday out of there. I was like, oh, this is dumb. Okay. And they, they want to go back to 50-15 again this Sunday. I said, no, y'all got me messed up. Y'all go ahead and go by yourselves. <laughs> yeah. I'm to the point where I should just stick to mimosas on Sundays. Why not? Oh. Look like my little one's still fighting her sleep, but it's okay. So let's get into the fun stuff. So let's get right. this thing started with some of them old-fashioned quickie quick takes. And quickie no, we ain't quick. talking about no quickies right now. <laughs> well, that's one hell of an introduction. I'd be talking about quickies. All right. So who nah, – no, okay. So here we go. I'm going to start with some NFL. Not too much NFL because there's not a lot of NFL stuff to be talking about other than the one player from the draft who we'll get to pretty much yeah. later on. We got about 13 days until the new league year officially starts, a.k.a. free agency opens up, a.k.a. franchise tags and all the fun fuckery before the draft. Yeah. So that's when you'll hear more and more about that. All right. So here we go. First question. Should two QBs be taken in the top five of this year's draft? No. I agree. Should any of the top two teams target a QB? The, the top two picks, my bad. Any of the top two picks, should they target a QB? Chicago, no. The Texans, yes. See, I go no for the Texans. And the reason why I go no, I don't think either one of these quarterbacks are life-changing. 
it's so, better than what y'all currently have, and there's nothing in free agency that you can grab that's going to... That, that is absolutely true. But as I've stated over and over again, throw it away and draft Caleb Williams next year. I've, I mean, I've, so, I've been sta- standing and, behind that one. And I've, I've thrown the option out there of also trading the number two pick and acquiring multiple picks. Mm-hmm. But, you, but if you're the Texans, you don't have to take a quarterback with the number two pick. You can take him at the 12th. That's true. Take a generational defensive player. And then at the twelfth pick, take another. Who could have been the aforementioned from Georgia? But you know, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. And um, here's one that's been circulating a lot: Should the NFL lower the draft age and qualifications? No. So three years. Three years. Is three years. I see no reason to change it. I don't see the reason now. I think this predates like before the NIL. Before NIL, I saw a little bit of. Maybe drop it by one year because I still people, wouldn't. I would have because I have the choice whenever I get out of high school to go to work and start making money or not. Uh, but I mean, would it be overall great for the product? No. But the reason I I'm I I will continue to push back on that is because you're drafting kids to play with grown ass men, and it's not the same thing as a. Back in the day when you, every now and again you had an 18-year-old fresh out of high school going to the NBA. It's different. These are grown-ass men who got grown man strength versus kids who are still wet behind the ears. Okay, my only pushback on that would be if every NFL team – well, not – they don't. it don't have to be every NFL team, but if – because they're still affiliated some kind of way with the CFL. So kind of like how the NBA has the G League, if they had something like that, then I would – yeah, that, that that would be my only play. If they made something like that, yes. Well, technically or, they do now. Well, yeah. Because the XFL has a partnership with them. Right. So, I mean, if you use the XFL, CFL, USFL as a developmental. Okay. I'm just, man, hey, some of these kids coming out of high school these days, big, bro. And I'm just like, man. Yeah, they big, but they're not mature enough. I'm not giving an 18-year-old that many millions of dollars. It's, and we see what's happening with the NBA already, and we'll get to that yeah. in a minute. But. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Speaking of the NBA, I'm done with NFL quick takes because it's not a lot to talk about like I stated. So let's get to the NBA. Um, Which team is win or bust this year? As in, this is the last chance for them to win a championship or the window is done. It's gone. I'm going to say Denver. All right, that's a good one. You have what could be the three-time back-to-back-to-back MVP who has yet to make the NBA Finals. Correct. I saw an interesting thing online when it was like, um, y'all keep saying that Jokic shouldn't win the MVP and Joel Embiid is the MVP. But uh, and y'all keep citing defense, but your defense isn't getting you to the NBA Finals. I said, well, 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 well. Interesting take on your part because y'all keep talking about Jokic offense, and it ain't took him to the NBA Finals either. So here we are. No, um, <laughs> they have a great record when he puts up a triple double, but twenty four and zero. But what is it going to translate to? Second round of the playoffs, and then out. I mean, I kind of agree with Denver too. Jamal Murray is back. Uh. That, that was, your excuse yeah. last year was Michael Porter wasn't in, Jamal Murray wasn't there. Yeah, between that, Aaron Gordon carving out a pretty good role. Um, you've got a 
you've got a deep enough team to make it happen, but the West is so out of there. Like anybody, damn near anybody in the top ten, maybe maybe eleven, could win the West. Here we go. Now that originally that was one of my good quick quick take questions, not deleted because I figured it would just come up eventually. So let's go with this one. Um, did you see what Anthony Edwards said about load management? No. He said if you're healthy enough to practice, you should, you're healthy enough to play. And people need to stop being load managed and just get out there and play because you're cheating the game. I, how do you feel about that? Because I, I kind of agree. No, I do agree. I, I, I mean, I have arthritis in my shoulder, my knee, my ankle. No matter how bad it hurts, I still got to get up and go to work and do my job, with, even in pain. And we ain't millionaires. And we ain't millionaires. So, if I'm not injured, I should be able to play. Absolutely. I could be hurt and sore and, you know, my bumps, my bruises, all that type of shit. But if I'm not injured, I should be able to play. Paul George gave a good, what's the word here, synopsis point on uh, Old Man in the Three. Where he was talking about um, if all you're going to base success on in the NBA season is a championship, then load management will always continue. And I'm just like, uh, if you're not focused on winning a championship, then why the hell are you playing? That's what you play for at the end of the day. So that's a. That's like the point of all pro sports. Football, basketball, boxing, UFC. The end game is to win a championship Hell, or championships. That's that, that's the point of going to work. You have you you should have well, a goal in mind. Unfortunately for us in the non-professional sports world, us going to work, the objective is to make money to pay bills. Exactly. We we're not generational wealth millionaires like these professional athletes. Nor are we salaried. I am. Well, I mean, I mean, well, you. Generational will salary, you know oh, what I'm saying? Shit, like, I wish exactly like they could sit out a whole season and still get paid forty forty million dollars in a year yep, and until, not have to do nothing and, until that new CBA come out. Speaking of the CBA, I was going to that next. That's the reason why I asked that question. Should the NBA finally cut this bullshit in this CBA agreement and say if you're not playing or if you're not injured, you're not getting paid for that game? Yes. You should make a game check like everybody else. If you suit up and you play, you get your game check. Which also goes back to you're not salaried. For the you're not salaried unless you're injured. You know, and I 100% agree. But you know what's going to happen? Players are going to suit up for five minutes and come out the game and not go back in. You're going to suit up though. That that is true. And if the if, if if the coach says, "Hey, did not play," what do you think about that? Did oh, did not play? About the, oh, a DMP. Coach, yep. The coach got to answer for it. The coach should have to pay the fine. That's what I said. But the problem is because the issue you're going to run into is that we it doesn't matter. We don't know what's actually going on with these players. Correct. Because I can be like, yeah, I got a knee contusion. 
and only I know the pain tolerance that, you know, I can deal with or whatever the case might be. And nobody can tell that particular person otherwise because it's, it's not their body. It's your body. So that I can see where there's going to be some issues with it as well. But the point being is if your ass don't play, you shouldn't get paid. Okay. Because Zion has missed 34 games this season. So speaking of that, I want to throw something at you. I heard this today, and I had to go validate it. I have a question for you. Uh-huh. It's an NBA-related question. Okay. Do you know how many NBA players last year either started or participated in all 82 games last season? Oh, I saw this, and it was – oh, man, I forgot the answer. It was it was such a low number. Like, wasn't it like six or something? Five. Five, yeah. Five NBA players and participated they comp- or started – all 82 games. And they compared it to 10 years ago when it was like uh, 14 or 15 of them. And for the most part, they used stars. So I'm pretty sure there were some people that aren't stars that probably marked all 82. So, it doesn't matter. If you, if you play all 82 games and you're a guy that averages 28 to 30 minutes, that's a lot. I would say if people play all 82 games, they or, or they've... They should start writing. They should put this in a contract where you should get a bonus at the end of the 100%. year for playing. I'm not going to say 82. Let's go with because that's. It should be. It, here's how, it I should would, be 95% of the game. So I, would, that would be, I, would, I would do it like this. You would get a percentage based on the percentage of games you've played. So if you make it, you play 25% of the games, that's a bonus. 50% of the games, that's a bonus. 75% of the games, that's a bonus. Ah, okay. Like Kind of like that. That would make more sense because at least, like, let's just say you're a mm, – let me throw a – let me throw a Jokic out there. Let's say out of 82 games, Jokic plays 76 games. That seems feasible. Yeah. He should be able to – you know, he should get a bonus for 25, 50, and 75% of the season played. Yeah. Like, I can see it being done like that. But it has to be in quarters. I think if you do it in quarters, you're fine. I'm with that. They should that that should definitely come but up in the CBA. I do think there 100 percent should be a bonus if you play all 82 games. Yeah, I'm not saying it should be some outlandish ass number, but if you make it like a, because think about it, if you're a guy like a, if you're one of those players that's making like, you know, three and a half mil for a season, and all of a sudden you play all 82 games and it gives you another million dollar bonus. Yeah, for for your for your bench players that goes a long way. It does. Okay, I'm with that CBA talk. You know, I hope the NBA eventually listens to this so they can. They need to go ahead and just put the 66 game uh, schedule on the play. Like I I'm, said, I'm trying to tell you. Uh, so I got uh, two more questions. Did you hear what Bam said about the DPOY? Yeah, that he should have got it. I also he, heard what Marcus Smart said about it too, because he agreed. So is Bam? I'm gonna say like Kendrick Perkins because he can't say his name right. Is Bam out of the Bayou <laughs> the defensive player of the year this year? Yes. I believe so, too. I think he was last year, too, but the way that they – it's just – it's hard. The d- defensive play is just one of those things where it's like there's no criteria to this. No, but I do think – I wouldn't – like, I'm not I'm not mad that Marcus Smart got it last year. I'm really not, but I – the argument can be made that Bam should have got it last oh, year. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he definitely should get it. As of now, he should get it this year. But who knows? All, all I'm saying is 
Draymond won Defensive Player of the Year, and Bama's a better defender than Draymond was. I don't care what anybody has to say. You're not going to get an argument from me. Bam can play at the rim as your five. He can guard one through five. I don't. He can guard one through five. Bam, Bam is this generation's Ben Wallace. Yes, he is, and he's that damn strong too. He doesn't look like Ben when, but he, he definitely he's strong. is strong. He, he he's kind of like the the Giannis kind of strong. Well, we seen what happened when he knocked when in the in the bubble when he knocked Giannis ass smooth over. Yeah, he he bodied Giannis a few yeah. times, and that's that. Giannis a big guy now. Giannis wasn't big when he got drafted, but Giannis, Giannis big now. Giannis is huge. <laughs> like, and Bam is shorter by like what probably four inches. Yeah, Bama's was six seven, six eight. Yeah, yeah, and he he put Giannis on his ass a couple times. And I know people out there are like, well, he's listed at six nine. Nobody listed their real high. Kevin Durant has been listed at six eleven for years. Listen, and he's taller than Demarcus Cousins. I don't want to hear it. They listed the Alabama quarterback at six foot. That motherfucker five ten. Yeah. So miss me with that listed at. And last but not least, this is one I really wanted to hear your take on because. We all know about the trade deadline. Trade deadline was crazy. So, Oh, the NBA trade deadline? Oh, yeah, yes, that, was, that was lit. So here we go. Dallas is 1-4 since the trade deadline. Yep. Um, I think they're 0-3 with Luka and Kyrie playing. Nah, that, fam, 0-4. Well, they, 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 they're all 0-4. They just yeah. won, they won one game when Kyrie wasn't yeah, playing. because they lost last night. So, and uh, the Clippers mm-hmm. are 0-3 since acquiring Russell Westbrook uh, via buyout from... The Utah Jazz. Yep. The question here is, who has a better chance at a playoff run to go to the finals? The Mavericks. I went with the Clippers. I still went with the Mavericks because the Clippers have had most of the same core this entire time and have yet to make a serious playoff push. But to be fair to the Clippers, and this is this is not like a – well, what ifs or whatever, but the only time they were healthy when Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were healthy together in the playoffs was the damn bubble. And, and they lost to the Lakers. And, and, and they, they, they lost to the Nuggets. Oh, they sure did. They blew a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets. Yeah, but again, um, but that's not – why is that anybody else's fault that Kawhi has been – Kawhi has not played for basically two years. But that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not using this as an – I'm just saying that – this might, this might be the first time they're all healthy. The only reason why I go with the Clippers over Dallas is because I've seen the Clippers make stops when they need to make stops. And I've also seen them not make stops when they – but you know who I haven't seen make stops when they need to make stops? Dallas. And then they added Kyrie, and Kyrie don't play defense to save his life. But I'll tell you what I have seen is the Mavericks make the Western Conference Finals. We've all seen the Mavericks make the Western But we have Conference not finals. seen the Clippers make the Western Conference Finals. But Dallas was fully healthy when they made the Western Conference Finals. And, the, and I'm just, yeah. And and, and, and and I can't believe the Suns blew that shit. That shit still, I, I, I Luka, was watching, they, Luka, they Luka, choked. Luka got in their ass, too, though. They, they and, I, and you know choked. how I feel, you know, you know how I feel about Luka, but Luka got in their ass. I did that. Dallas so, getting to the Conference Finals had more to do with the Suns choking than, than I mean, them actually Call it what you will, but they still more success than the Clippers. Maybe because since, I, I mean, since Kawhi and company have arrived there, had they have not made a Western Conference Finals. This is true. So yes, right now yes, but it has. I, I, have and they Luka, been further Luka, in the playoffs? Luka yes, it, Luka did it by himself last year. 
He, well, well, him and Jalen Brunson, but I, I about to say uh, Jalen Brunson you, but, is balling. But, but, but they don't have a Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Paul they George, a, Paul George didn't have a Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Not last year. No, well, hell, Paul George had a Paul George and a Terrence Mann. Uh, well, and a whatever I don't even shit. Uh, oh, in a in a Zubox yeah. and a Reggie Jackson. Yeah. To, oh, to, and a what, Nicholas Batum. To be fair. Dallas definitely was the better team last year unless Kawhi was playing. Agreed. I, I would definitely say that. Um, so that's it. That's 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 the that's the five quick takes there for the NBA. I'm with that. But I mean Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh we'll get to that other I just, topic here and just my, my you know but, what my biggest problem with Dallas right now is they are looking a lot like no not to Damian Little and CJ McCullum, but that's kind of what they're looking like right now with with Luka and Kyrie in the backcourt. They're just... They got game, but they're too small collectively. At least at least Steph Curry is, what, 6'4", 6'3", 6'4"? Curry's 6'3". 6'3", and then Klay Thompson is 6'7". I mean, yeah. but Klay Thompson can play defense. Neither Luka or Kyrie can play defense. The only way they're going to get far this year is if they can just outscore people because Christian Wood can't play defense, bro. They traded away their defensive wings, which is going to make a difference for the Mavericks this year. But the problem, again, I have the Clippers have shown me nothing to trust them. At least the Mavericks have. I'm not saying that the that Mavericks are better than the Clippers because I don't think if you go from the top, if you look at the tandems, you play the duos. We, I think we had we talked about this in like season two. Yeah, because that's the last I, year they had a I lot do, of tandems. If you give me a healthy decision, Kawhi and Paul George versus Luka and Kyrie, that's a very interesting tandem there. But a healthy Kawhi is a dangerous Kawhi when he's healthy. Yeah. Keyword is when he's healthy. Paul George, for some reason, just does not get – I'm going to say doesn't get the respect he deserves as a scorer and a defender, as a wing player. Is he a superstar, like, of the caliber that we talk about? No, but, but he is a very efficient player. It's funny that you say that because he talked about that on Old Man in the 3-2, and he was like, when I came over and, and decided to go to the Clippers, when Kawhi went to the Clippers, I came over and was like, look, you're the superstar, I'm the complimentary star. There's no need to go through this and, f- and figure out who's this and that, which is good, but it can also be detrimental to the team. Well, because he learned after being the quote-unquote man in Indiana. That's exactly what he because said. Because it was him, it was Roy Hibbert, um, it was fucking... Um, Lance Stevenson was there. Lance Stevenson. Um, I'm missing somebody. He, George Hill. George yes, Hill was on George one of Hill. Them. There, yeah, George Hill. Like, so... It was Paul. It was it was the Paul George show, and the problem is Paul George. What happened to Paul George happened to Charles Barkley. Happened to Patrick Ewing. It, they ran into LeBron, or they ran into Jordan. Okay, to be fair though, those days that you were talking about just now, the East was way better than what it was when Paul George it, no. was there. Yeah, and I, but I'm saying like had. If LeBron and company, if LeBron had not been in the East, that Pacers team probably makes the Eastern Conference Finals, possibly the Finals. Well, they made the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, against the I'm Heat. sorry, yeah. they go further. I'm talking about right, we, we, right now. We're talking about the Cleveland LeBron, not the Miami. Oh, okay, okay. Cleveland, Cleveland LeBron. Cleveland LeBron dealt with the Pacers quite a yeah. bit, and he dealt with the he dealt with the Bulls, and you know, like 
when we're when it's all said and done with LeBron, say what you want, but LeBron has some LeBron has some competition in the East. I know it didn't look like it, but some of those teams that they like that Bulls team. Okay, with the, with the, the Bulls, the Bulls teams with Derrick Rose, it is stupid. It is a is a great team. They they finished number one twice. That's yeah. a great team, but I think that, that I, I, can, I think that Pacers team was good. I, I can I can name. Three teams during, I mean, after his first run, because, I mean, he still had to yeah, go through. The first, he, the first run was, I the, don't know what word I'm going to look the, for. The but. only good team that he played in the first run, I think, was Boston and uh, and Detroit. But when he got to, when he beat Detroit, Ben Wallace was gone. That's and they true. had Jason Maxiel. And so. Yeah, because that following offseason, Rashida got traded. Yeah. So. To, um, he got traded to the Blazers. Where did Rasheed go? I think it was the Blazers. Was it the Blazers? He played for the Blazers. I'm pretty sure that's when he got traded to the Blazers. He played for the Blazers early in his career and then went to Detroit. But I don't know if he got traded back to the Blazers. I, he played for the – he played – oh, I think he, he went to the Knicks. There he went is. to the Knicks. He went to fucking yeah. New York. Yeah, And yeah. then after the Knicks, I think he went to Boston before he retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because him and Shaq were in Boston together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, – People forget about that. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing as people forget Dominique Wilkins – Wore a Seattle Supersonic shirt, but that's neither here nor there. I didn't listen to Knuckleheads. That was, that was me brushing up on history. But LeBron in the East, the first run, until the Celtics got together, there was really nobody. I, I, obviously the Heat, but the the, sec, the the year LeBron went to the finals, D-Way was hurt. Yeah. That was right after the Heat won. D-Way was hurt, and then Shaq left the next year. Mm-hmm. Uh. The he got broken up after the Antoine Walker was gone, Shaq was gone, Eddie House was gone, Eddie House uh, left and went to uh, Boston. Mm-hmm. So it took it took Wade a couple of years to rebound off an injury and come back the way he was. And still to this day, I will sit here and claim that Wade should have won. He should have won the MVP in two thousand nine, two thousand ten over LeBron. Yep. The only reason why he didn't, they said it was the record, but Russell Westbrook won MVP as a six seed. Just whatever. Y'all know it's true. So, but there weren't that many great teams. And up until, I will say, the Celtics, the, uh, up until the, Cel- the Celtics were the only team that Bron- that gave them trouble. And it was just because they weren't backing down. Paul Pierce wasn't going to back down from LeBron. LeBron's way better than Paul Pierce, but Paul Pierce is going to push him around and try and bully him as much as possible, which is the key word is try, which, which is the best way to play LeBron. You just can't let him bully you. So, uh, them Celtics, the Pistons, his first couple of times in the playoffs, uh, the Bulls, like we said. I didn't think the Pacers team were that good. I think when the Pacers finally got to the to the conference finals, they because they got there twice. They they played the Heat yeah, twice, they got in there the twice yeah. and it was just like a well, who else was there? They didn't they didn't really play. I don't think either one of them played anybody. So. And you know it's no knock to the East. The East just wasn't. I mean, Le, I mean, goddamn, LeBron had uh one year in the first round. He had Detroit with uh uh, what's the what's what's the big guy name? Uh, Andre Drummond. That 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 was the best player in Detroit. Yeah. We, we played. I mean, so it's funny. We was having this conversation about duos, right? Right. And Kyrie and Luca just did something ignorant tonight. Did they both score fifty. Forty. I, it wouldn't surprise me. First Dallas Mavericks teammates to drop forty in the same game. Kyrie has been a part of history 
twice now because he did it with LeBron in the playoffs and now he's did it with Dallas. Kyrie went 46 and 6. Luka went 42, 12 and 7. Oh, shit. They combined for 82 points. Of how many in total? 18 assists and 13 three pointers made between the two of them. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That would be amazing. I got to make sure they won because if they lost, I'm going to be salty. <laughs> I was just about to say, that's amazing if they oh, won the game. First of all, not only did they win, they beat the Sixers. Oh, that's pretty good. All right, let me make – well, let me make sure all the Sixers were playing. All right, Harden played, dropped 27, and B dropped 35. As long as Harden and B played, there's no – Shit, Tyrese Maxey dropped 29 in that game. If those three play, there's no excuse. So here's the problem. All right, so Irving dropped 40, Doncic dropped 42. Then you had Reggie Bullock with 15, Christian Wood with 10. Reggie Bullock is still in the NBA? Reggie Bullock. Dropped. Wow. And he played 39 minutes on top of that. Very nice. Yeah, but 15 goddamn points? So, uh, let me see. So, Kyrie was 6 of 8 from 3. Luka was 7 of 13. They combined for 7 turnovers, which still, I don't, it's not terrible. Uh, plus minus, if you give a shit about those types of things, um, I do. <laughs> uh, Luca was a Luca was a plus twenty, and our Kyrie was a plus fifteen. Very nice. That might be yeah. Actually, shit, Reggie Bullock was a plus seventeen. Dwight Powell was a plus twenty six. What? <laughs> uh, okay. 20, 22 minutes, four points, four rebounds, one assist, uh, two free throws made, one block, three steals, one turnover. Oh, Dwight Powell was doing a little bit of everything. Plus 26. So, yeah. And then, of course, let's, yeah. Hardaway Jr. was fucking minus 21. Christian Will, minus 21. Uh, the other Holiday brother was minus 16. That was interesting. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, let's see if going, going back to my last, going back to my last uh, quick take statement about them being one and four, they're now two and four. So, and um, if, if you give two shits about it, the Wizards beat the Raptors tonight. No, nah, not in the slightest. I just, I just want to throw that out. Not there. in the slightest. Um, but I do want to take a look at the updated standings because that it's getting interesting in the West, not it, necessarily yes. the East. But uh, but I'm gonna read off the East anyway. Number ten is the Raptors. Number nine are the Wizards. Number eight, the Atlanta Hawks after they fired their coach. Number seven is the Miami Heat. Number six are the Brooklyn Nets. Number five are the Knicks. Number four are the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think arguably the surprise of the year in the East. The number three is the 76ers, number two, Boston Celtics, and number one is the um, Milwaukee Bucks. You said the Cavaliers in the East are the surprise of the year? Yeah. I I don't think so. Because I didn't expect them to be, like, they're good, but not damn near top of the conference good. But la- last year, didn't they, didn't they finish, like, eight or seven? Yeah. And they got in, because they won their playing game and got into the playoffs. Yeah, but now they're four. But I mean that just like yeah, but the, they, with the whole Donovan Mitchell thing. That's what I was about to say. But they they also added Donovan. Not had, had you told me like, hey, they got to four without adding Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I would be shocked. They're a game out of third to jump the Sixers. There you go. Anyway, let's go to the the West where all the fun stuff's happening. Um, honorable mention: the Lakers are now number eleven. Uh, Pelicans at ten, Jazz at nine, Timberwolves at eight, Clippers at seven. So Clippers are slowly but surely dropping. Warriors at six, and they're still not at hundred percent. Mavericks at five, Phoenix at four, Sacra fucking Minnow is at number three. 
I was going to get to the, the Memphis Grizzlies are number two, and the Denver Nuggets are still holding on to that number one spot by five games. I missed one question in NBA Quick Takes because I jumped it to to get to the other one we were talking about, and the the question I missed was, how good or how far do you think Sacramento can go? Second round. Second round. Okay, that's possible. That's what I said too. I don't. If they go further, that's overachieving. I believe they are. Probably one star player away from being a serious contender. Uh, damn. Yeah, that's I. I, I they're, they're one star play away from being a serious contender. No, I agree. Yeah. As much as I love De'Aaron Fox, um, and and a a a a a don't be disrespectful and I yes, but I'm uh, but we know. The, the 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 player that is pushed from Sacramento is is the DeAndre Fox. Uh, Sabonis is a monster, but and, yeah, just like and his daddy was too. Yeah, his, yeah, I wish his dad would have came over early in his I'm, prime. I'm trying to tell you. Um, but know your basketball history, folks. Yes. Uh, but Sacramento's just like they're just. Could, could you imagine if Sacramento had gotten Donovan Mitchell? Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Hell, if Sacramento could have got KD, oh, I would, I would still, I would still be saying, I would say Sacramento might be the betting favorite if the Warriors aren't healthy. If they would have gotten KD, yeah. So, all right, so I got another. We got a surprise segment. We got two surprise segments. We do. So yeah. the first surprise segment is now entitled "Dumbass Millionaires." <laughs> Oh man, I don't think you could have said it any. But can, uh, can you can you pass me pass me something, please? Of course, of Cause, course. Because I think this is about this is about to be good. Look, I'm gonna give you this atomic pumpkin for the atomic bomb that is about to be dropped. This this could have really been a real talk, a real talk I mean, it, thing. It, it could have, but calling it dumbass millionaires just yeah, we, sounded we're not going... so much better. Yeah. So let's start with the most obvious dumbass millionaire, and the first one is gonna be John Morant. John Morant, my guy, you are in your mid-20s, right? John Morant's like 24, 25, give or take. Somewhere in there. Why the fuck you get into an altercation with a 17-year-old? Because you trying to be a thug and a gangster and all this other shit, going to your car, grabbing your your pistol and touching that motherfucker because you got it tucked into your shit. Bro, first of all, stop it. Let me just start with, let 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 me do this. This is now going to be a hybrid segment because I wasn't going to go about it this way, but since DJ Micah B brought it that way, I'm going to bring it to you that way. So now this segment, yes, is entitled Dumbass Millionaires, but I'm going to drop a little real talk on you at the same time. There you go. So here's why this bothered me. Because we've been talking about the Memphis Grizzlies all year. Everybody has. They trying to be this the new age bad boy Pistons, all this type of shit like that, right? Are the Pistons, sorry, are the Mavericks, are the Mavericks, god damn, are the Memphis Grizzlies the number one team in the West? No. Are they scaring anybody in the West? No. So, to quote a great artist from the early 2000s, he made a whole song about it, and it was called Wankster. You say you. (laughs) He ended somebody's career with this song. Memphis, you ending your own season because you trying to go out here and trying to be these bad boys, trying to be these thugs, trying to bro, stop it. All right, 
first and foremost, John Morant, bro, you got a whole ass daughter that you bring to the games, dog. Like, this what you want to this what you want your daughter to see. You fighting with a teenage fucking high school junior, basically. High school junior, maybe senior, depending on when his birthday is. Really? Bro, you a whole ass millionaire with generational wealth. You are you are the athlete that Nike chose to replace Kyrie Irving. And the first thing you do is cause controversy. Twice. And you trying to fuck up your meals. Don't don't forget twice because the first time was with Shannon Sharp. Bro, I'm not even trying to get to that one just yet. I was going to focus on this because this one involved a gun. It involved a gun. And the reports uh, are. It's a minor. And it's like the best player in that particular city, too. Like, it's a big. It, they just can't release the name because it's a minor. But it's a high profile thing. But I'm like, dog, if Adam Silver wanted to come out and indefinitely suspend you until they figure this shit out, he could do that. Because you a grown ass man with an altercation with a minor. I'm not even going to lie to you. You obviously didn't see what happened to Adrian Peterson with his, with, with, with beating his kids. Um, Facts. That ain't your kid. That's a stranger. I don't care if he, y'all personally know each other. But more importantly, y'all fought. And this, this probably would not have made headlines as big as it did had you just roughed him up a little bit like it's a big birthday and be like, hey, bro. I'm OGing you right now. You just can't talk to anybody the way you want to and stuff like that. That that, that would be my... T- t- I wasn't there. So, hell, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was busting... <laughs> maybe he was busting up Ja in basketball and Ja got pissed off about it. Or maybe Ja went up to do a layup or a dunk and the kid was like, oh, nah, no easy buckets and fouled you and you got mad because, hey, we in the streets. Ain't no foul calls like there is in the NBA, bro. You just got to... You either got to call your foul and man up and play... Or you just take the file and say nothing and keep balling. 100%. That's, that's, that's the way it is. So my, my thing is like this. Listen. Bro, you got generational wealth. Your daughter ain't got to pay for college. Your daughter ain't got to pay for nothing. Your daughter don't got to work a day in her life. And you out here doing shit that could cost you all them millions you don't work so hard to get. Dog, I trade places with you in a heartbeat. You think I'm finna go out here and fuck around and fuck my meals up? No. Because I'm telling you right now, both my daughters going to be well taken care of. You know what? I don't even make meals, bro. I make thousands. Let's say let's let's say that. I'm a thousandaire just like you. You know what I'm saying? That's, that, that's not, what I we do. Not even hun- we not even hundreds of thousandaires. We yeah. just regular-ass thousandaires. I'm regular-ass thousandaires. I am not rich. I'm not low-class. Probably not middle-class. Probably is middle-class because uh, I don't have any kids. So probably what I'm making would be considered middle-class middle for... Uh, a single, a single guy or whatever, but full disclosure, I make, I make a, I make just shy, just shy of seven k a month. Very nice. If I was a single male, I'd be fine, but I have a family, and families are expensive. Most I make, I make about four. So yeah, but we not rich. Yeah, I'm not rich, and I'm not going to work and picking fights with people. You know, unless your no. damn ain't, ain't none of y'all worth my money. And then you out there just fucking off millions of dollars. And look, you know what I do for a living. You think I'm going to walk into these schools and try to have altercations with these high school kids? You're also in the military. You'd be out in the military in a heartbeat. Yeah. Just off of accusation. And I ain't going down that road. So we talked about the first dumbass millionaire. Let's talk about the second one. And well, before... And, and so be, no. he's not a millionaire yet. Why not? And Ayel is a real thing. We don't know if he's a millionaire. Well, that's or not. true. But okay, he's not a generational wealth. Yeah, okay, Let's yeah, yeah. Mr. Collins, Mr. Collins, Mr. Is it Collins? Collins. 
Or is it Carter? Carter Collins. What the fuck ever. Uh, Jalen. Let's just we'll, we'll Jalen. call you Jalen. Bruh. Really? You out here racing, causing an accident that comes about. All of a sudden, two people lose their lives. You know, and you know, my condolences to the family of those yeah, that lost man. those individuals. But street racing, bro. You racing against a fucking Ford Expedition? First of all, do you know anything about SUVs? SUVs have some of the highest rollover rates amongst vehicles. Them bitches top heavy. You make a right or a left turn too hard, your ass is rolling, rolling, rolling. I think he didn't give a damn because he has a Jeep, and Jeep normally Jeeps normally Jeep have the rollovers. Ha- Jeep got the suspension to handle right. it, but that's not the point. It's the principle of the matter is why are you involving your – and it, the problem is you lied about it. You said you was at an apartment complex or whatever, and you heard the crash. He fleed the scene, bro. That's a felony that, in itself. It is, but as it, I mean, as it stands, he may or may not face charges, but we'll see. You know, because unfortunately, in in and this goes against Mr. Jalen. The problem that you run into is we are no longer in a society that is innocent until proven. I mean, guilty until proven innocent until proven guilty. You are guilty till you're proven innocent. It's been flipped. That court of public opinion is a motherfucker too, dog. And it's bullshit. It is because court of public opinion can eat a dick. Here's here's what I can say. You know, they were talking about it and they were like, Well, the cop said he didn't see he, he they didn't they didn't uh breathalyze him or anything because obviously they didn't know he was at the scene and he just heard the crash and came, is what he originally told people. But the cop said it didn't seem like he was he was under the influence of alcohol, but the other person that crashed was. What can happen here though, he can get a charge for reckless driving, whatever. It is what it is if you get a charge for reckless driving. Here's the main thing, and I do not know the laws in – did it happen in Georgia or did it happen where the, uh, the, the football playoff was? I'm not 100% sure. So I know they, they had just came from celebrating it, the championship, and it was like 2.30 in the morning. In Texas, if you were street racing and a person you're racing against so happens to lose control and kill somebody, you're directly involved, you catch – a involuntary manslaughter charge. Yep. Although that is not murder or capital murder or whatever, whatever you want to call it. In Texas, you still face up to it's like five to seven years in prison. Something like that. Yeah. Something something like that for the involuntary manslaughter. I don't know what the laws is in Georgia, but uh, brother, let me tell you something. Involuntary manslaughter means you are directly involved in somebody dying. And that is going to follow you for the rest of your life. NFL teams don't want to be associated with that unless you're the Dallas Cowboys because they sign anybody. Yeah. I don't – it's like Jerry Jones don't give a damn about – and until Jerry Jones start caring about character, they're never going to win. Um, But regardless, this is serious. This is the week of, this is the, week of the combine. Not only that – if I was an owner, I'd already be looking at you like he's not trustworthy because he lied. He could have just owned up to it from the get-go. And you come to the combine, look, I made a mistake. We shouldn't have done what we shouldn't have been doing that, this and that. And I want to hear the sincerity in your voice. Now you got to go in and, and, and prove that you're not a liar. <laughs> that part. You, that you're not a liar because a liar questions your character. How can I trust you're going to do the things away from the team that you're supposed to be doing if you're lying about something like this, and I just have to take your word for it. 
And I, I wish nothing but the best for this dude. You know, it's been a lifelong dream to make it to the NFL or whatever, but it's a long road to redemption. You know, it is. And and it's unfortunate because this young man is just getting started. Yeah. And this could cause him to drop in the draft. But, you know, that's great. That, now, that sucks if you drop into the second round because now you're talking about millions upon millions. Yep. Right? But, you know, only time will tell. We'll let that kind of do its thing. On to the next one because I got two more. Let's go. The next dumbass millionaire <laughs> on this list, Alvin Kamara. Oh, man. Oh, you think? Oh, I wasn't finna let that I slide. forgot about that. Oh, no. Um, as much as I know you hate the Saints, I won't, I'm not going to You can't this forget about this one. So he pleaded innocent today. But. You mean like they don't have video of everything? You know. Welcome to 2023 where there's a fucking video of everything. But the point being, you are a millionaire. You, Mr. Alvin Kamara in particular, are a generational wealth millionaire and one of the top running backs in the NFL. Why are you at a club acting an ass? Acting like a thug? Bro, let me... I got to keep my composure because I be getting irritated. <laughs> let me tell you the smartest, and I'm saying this like with all due respect, the smartest millionaire athlete out there is Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather travels with an offensive line worth of fucking bodyguards and protection and all that type of shit. If I'm a millionaire like that, well, in this case, I think he's a billionaire now, or if, if not, he's damn close. But if I'm somebody like Alvin Kamara that got money like that, bro, I'm finna have a small security team. Yeah. You're not even finna get within an arm's reach of me. Like, you're not. I'm finna pay these cats, you know, $200,000 a year, whatever the case might be. But I'm finna have personal security. Because I'm not finna go. To, first of all, I don't go to the club no more. I'm so far out. I'm, I'm a bar guy myself. But We brunch. <laughs> we bar we bars and we brunching. But if I was still bars and brunching as a millionaire, you don't think my security going to be there with me? They going to have a table right next to it. Yep. Because that's just how it is. But, but he getting into fights and stomping on people and shit like that. That's no different than Kareem Hunt dumbass kicking that girl in the face. Granted. 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 She had no right to call this man the M-bomb. She didn't. She really didn't. We know it's a trigger word for a lot of us. Some of us is not, but a lot of us it is. So I'm, I don't fully blame him for his reaction. The problem I, is that as a male hitting a female, and I don't get down with that. I also don't get down with females hitting males. I don't get down with, I just don't get down with that. I don't get down with people hitting people. That's really what it comes down like, to. Well, my thing is like this. If you're going to fight somebody, fight your own gender. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm that not going to. I'm not diving any deeper into the whole gender thing. I'm saying it just like that. Just I'm like that. Alone. That's all. Yeah. We don't want to get canceled. No. So. <laughs> but that's that's but that's that. So I have one more dumbass millionaire situation. And this one's still ongoing. And I hate to bring it up, but it is ongoing. And it's, it's a real thing. Uh, Willie McGinnis And I'm a Patriots fan Willie McGinnis is one of my favorite Patriots of all time He really is He's a phenomenal player He was a phenomenal guy Does Has been doing phenomenal work for NFL Network He is currently in a legal battle as well From an altercation a couple years ago And it continues to come to light 
is nowhere near what was going on with like Michael Irving. The whole Michael Irving thing, first of all, pissed me the fuck off. And As I it hope, should. I hope that he wins that lawsuit and that hotel just got to pay all that money because Michael Irving has not been on NFL Network since. And there's a lot of money he lost during Super Bowl week because of that bullshit. But I digress. Back to the Willie McGinnis situation. I don't know what happened entirely to bring this whole situation to where it caused all this to happen. But this goes back to my initial point. If I am a millionaire and I got the type of money that these guys got and I'm going somewhere like that, I can't travel without security. Facts. Even if I'm even if I'm renting them for a night or whatever the case might be. Because I don't, the problem I don't want is I don't want that one night that I decide not to do no shit like that is something bad happening. And a guy like Willie McGinnis, who's a great human being. Yeah. And now, unfortunately, he's got to deal with this. And now he's not being seen very much on NFL Network because of all this stuff. So that's what I'm getting at. Yep. So. My honorable mention, that's not a person. It's not a person. I hope you're going, I hope you're going well because I have an honorable mention so for this, so I hope it's the it same is, thing you're going with. In this case, it is dumbass billionaires. Okay, no. It ain't mine then. Because I read this yesterday. I wasn't going to bring it up, but the fact that it came out gave me all the more reason to go ahead and bring it up. But it involves a lawsuit that happened last year that we kind of may have forgotten about. Okay. Involving a coach. His name is Brian Flores who's now the defensive coordinator for the Vikings. Yeah. So, a federal judge actually ruled that the Vikings' defensive coordinator can actually pursue discrimination claims. Very nice. I said dumbass billionaires because I'm talking about them billionaire owners. The billionaire, yeah, definitely not talking about Flores. No, he's not a billionaire, but he, he's a great human being. Yeah. I got... It, 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 oh, is that all you wanted on that one? Yeah, I'm good. I have honorable mention, and it comes from... Dumbass millionaires. You're going to like this one because this is something that a lot of people forgot about and it has been swept under the rug ever since. It's not like swept under the rug because people actually went to jail for this. But recently, there were two guys, Kenyon Dooling and Alan Anderson. Do you know what those two names have in common? Wait, wait, wait. Say those names again. Kenyon Dooling, Alan Anderson. No. They were two, the two ringleaders, basically, of the NBA insurance fraud scheme. These two dickheads ran a whole ring of at least 18 players making a whole bunch of insurance claims for things that were never performed, whether it be surgeries, uh, days at the, day, days on getting therapy and things like that, and was just pocketing the money. It was called an NBA fraud, fraud scream. I think this case first opened right before, during COVID. And Kenyon Dooling was sentenced to 30 months. For those of you that don't know what 30 months is, it's two and a half years in prison. <laughs> you just questioned somebody's math. And Alan Anderson is sentenced to 24 months in prison. Now, if you have kids, you know exactly what those months mean. You know what I'm saying? Two and a half years and two years. But these two dumbasses thought they could get away in stealing over $4 million by claiming services on insurance that were never performed. Y'all have to be stupid to think that the government is not going to go back and check that. I make $50,000 a year, give or take, 
And if I put in some dumbass insurance claims like y'all did with no paperwork backing it up, you best believe the government going to come knocking on my door. Insurance companies, their job is to take your money and not pay out money. Any kind of money they're paying out, they're going to cross-reference. Y'all are stupid. How big of some dumbasses can you be if they're paying out millions of dollars to athletes because they're using top-of-the-line services? Good fucking question. I don't get it. I just, I just don't get it. So, there, there's y'all's first ever dumbass millionaires take, bro. Oh, we ain't done. That's that's becoming a staple because I, boy, boy. So, speaking of millionaires, in this case, not dumbass because I, I didn't, I can't, we're not going to have a show this weekend, so I cannot let this go untouched. Do you realize what is happening this weekend? We have one of the largest fucking comebacks this Saturday. John Bones Jones. Oh, man. And Cyril Gaines. Uh, it's Saturday. Uh, and I'm going to have to go on and drop that, that $60 on that pay-per-view. I'm going to tell you this. John Jones is a dumbass millionaire, too. I'm not going to lie. Oh, no, no, no. He's definitely a dumbass millionaire. Like, 100%. He should have been... He, he could have been a billionaire by now. Yeah, he, he, he just... Hit... John Jones, you got warned once about your steroid use. Twice. And then you got warned a second time about your steroid use. Bruh, just come back this time and just and just do, stop it. I would, if I'm being honest. So, John Jones is still one of my favorite UFC fighters. Of course. Obviously, I also, you know, GSP is my is my guy. GSP is my is my goat. GSP for me, is. For me personally. Like, I'm... Ladies and gentlemen, let me give you some full disclosure. I am not your typical fan when it comes to certain sports and things. Mm-hmm. You guys all have your your goats and all that stuff. Listen, I have idols. Point blank, period. Yeah. My NBA player is Dwayne Wade. We know All this. of my closest friends know this. We know this. D-Wade is my guy. When it comes to the UFC, GSP is my guy. Before you go any further. Go I'm- for it. You said Dwayne Wade is your guy. I did. And for the people in the back that don't know who my guy is, it's the a big king. Fun, oh, it's a big fundamental too. I, I, it's it's most guy. definitely because he's from the guy. Caribbean. Yeah, yeah that's your sure. number two guy. But I forget you are a big king guy too. Yeah. Um, my NFL guy. I mean, obviously Tom Brady's my guy, but that's to. You know. <laughs> but most people don't know who my number two is, which is the crazy thing. My number two is actually Michael Irvin. My number two is Kurt Warner, and you yeah. know this about. Yeah. I am a big Kurt yeah. Warner fan. My, yeah, Michael Irving is my is my number two. He, I love just, Michael Irving. Like, man. Michael Irving is. My, he, he he just can't make my top five because he's a cowboy. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you. That's hard. That's hard. He, he can't. Um, yeah, but I digress. But yes, that is happening this weekend. We and have you're, a, you're, you're you're a GSP guy for for MMA, and I have always been a Chuck Liddell guy. Yeah. So like, so I want to say Chuck Liddell is the goat though. Uh, George St. Pierre definitely has a claim to be the goat though. Yeah. For his division, for sure. Because mm-hmm. um, then, insert, you know, Anderson Silva is into the chat and a yeah. few others. But John Jones is fighting this weekend. All right. UFC 284 is going to be massive. 84, 86. 80, I think it's 84. I think it's 84. Um, but it's, it's going to be massive this weekend. Because I believe we also have two title fights this weekend on top of that. So it just adds to this ridiculous weekend that's coming up. Uh, 285, I apologize, ladies oh. and gentlemen. So he went one under and one else. It was just dead yeah. in the middle. So 285 is this weekend, and 
Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm, I'm, oh, this shit stacked. I yeah, it's got two title fights. You got the heavyweight fight. Then there's another title fight going. I think it's yeah, the, the women's flyweight. Yeah. So it's a massive fucking card. That's why I said I'm probably gonna go ahead and drop my sixty dollars and watch this fucking pay per view. Oh man, John Bro. Jones. John Jones finally returning again. John Jones and he's, gonna, my, and he's a heavyweight this time. John Jones has always been one of my favorites to watch. Um, he's one of my favorites to watch. I mean, Chuck Liddell was my was my all time favorite because Chuck Liddell was one of those guys where it's like he's not in the best shape, he's not the best boxer, he's not the quickest fighter, but he had the IQ. It's, it kind of reminds me of Hakeem in basketball. Hakeem wasn't I mean Hakeem wasn't the best athlete, but he had he had good footwork. Chuck Liddell. Might not be the best athlete, but his IQ was off the charts. His body movements were great, and his his power was he had he had knockout power. Yes, so much so that uh, who was it? Tito Ortiz couldn't beat Chuck Liddell until Chuck Liddell was basically too old to fight, and then he fucking celebrated like he had just won the championship. And I'm just like, bro, chill, <laughs> like it's not that serious. You lost both times in your prime, dude. Um, yeah, so. That's a very stacked card. Um, I I think John Jones is going to win. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I I definitely do think John Jones is going to win. Um, out of all the fights I've seen, John, jo- I, I can't remember who he lost to because I don't I didn't watch the fight when he lost. The fight that he quote unquote lost was a um, it wasn't a traditional loss. It was a, it was a DQ loss. Okay, it wasn't a he didn't he hadn't he hasn't lost. So. There's only one fight where I ever thought John Jones should have lost, and that was the we were on the phone. Are you for gonna this say one. that? Are you gonna say the Alexander Gustafson fight? No. Okay, because that's that's one that was very close. That was close too. Because I was but in we, round I was in Round Rock watching that fight. We we watched we the watched Santos uh fight? no man the, the, we watched the first Rashad Evans fight and we were on the phone yeah talking about him was like I don't know man that's is it Rashad Evans I didn't call him the wrong name here. Not Rash- the, uh when no. John Jones was gone uh Daniel Cormier I'm about to say not Rampage because he no 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 because no. it the first the first time he fought DC first time he fought DC we were on the phone I was like I don't know man we were both like yo this is pretty freaking close yeah and then when they called out the score and I was like he went on unanimous decision what the hell did they just watch they watched the takedown defense they watched the takedown defense that was the biggest key in that fight was the takedown defense they they, they definitely watched the had, takedown defense. had John Jones not sprawled most of his most of DC's takedown attempts DC wins that fight off of points but the defense go people people don't realize that when you break up a takedown attempt that actually does help you in a fight mm-hmm. and John Jones has one of the best takedown defenses in UFC history yeah he's hard he's hard to take down he's got like a 90 some odd percent takedown defense and he also has like a 90 something takedown rate as well well, his core is stupid. So, well, his wrestling is underrated. Yeah, like, that's too. People just forget that this man is also a Greco-Roman wrestler as well. Yeah, he had to develop his striking. He was always a good wrestler. He was always a it good was wrestler. his striking that had to improve. And if you go back and watch early John Jones, oh, his striking was atrocious. He was just long, but his wrestling was very good. His still, knees were very good, but his striking was not very good. I, I do believe. I do believe if DC and John Jones were the same height, oh man, that fight that fight could have probably gone the other way. But no disrespect to DC. DC's one of my favorite UFC DC, fighters. No, DC of all time. DC's great. Uh 
John Jones used to talk shit to him because obviously they, they, they were rivals. He was the only person I felt like during that time at, uh, what was that, Light Heavy? Yes. That that in Light Heavy could even give John Jones a, a fight. Yeah, because nobody else could. Nobody else could. And DC was that good in... It just sucks that John Jones could change classes because if he couldn't have changed classes and was staying in heavyweight the whole time, DC would have had that light heavyweight belt for a very long time. Um, but, you know, I'm excited about this weekend. I'm, ex- I'm definitely excited for the return of John Jones. Um, if I didn't have this damn birthday dinner to go to Saturday night, I'd be right here watching the damn fight. Um, you know what it is. Yeah. But I got the birthday Yes, dinner. sir. If you know anything about me, I have zero problem. Dropping my sixty dollars on my ESPN Plus to watch these UFC events because yeah, because of that Disney bundle. That Disney bundle saves us a lot of money in this house. You know what I just You know I just thought about talking thinking about MMA. You're not gonna be here for WrestleMania. Yes I am. When do you get back? WrestleMania is in April. Early April. Okay. Okay. I leave I leave end of April. Right, right. Okay, okay, okay. Fuck Re- you mean? WrestleMania's the second week of April. Okay. Yeah, I'll be here. Okay, okay. Are we acting a fool? Are we acting a fool because we don't have to pay for that? We got no, Peacock. We acting <laughs> a fool. Uh, yeah, Peacock Premium, maybe $5 a month. <laughs> I got it for free because I got Xfinity. I, I, I got HBO Max free because of AT&T. I got HBO Max too because of Infinity. So, we Gucci. All right, so let's get to this XFL talk. Because I've been excited. I know you've been excited. Rough you from Houston. The motherfucking Roughnecks been keeping you hyped in the motherfucker. So I got some stats for you. That's the only good team in Houston besides the Astros. I got some stats for you. Very similar to the San Francisco 49ers right now. Okay. The Roughnecks defense. Number one in everything. First in sacks, first in tackles for loss, first in interceptions, second in points allowed, second in yards per game. Mic drop alert. All right. So... Only thing we're missing is P.J. Walker. Please come back. <laughs> P.J. Because our quarterback situation makes me nervous. Oh. I don't like our quarterback situation. If we had P.J. Walker right now, we'd be, we'd be repeating. Because we're running with two quarterbacks, and I don't like it. It's fucking like it weird. Either. But anywho, let's talk, about, let's talk about the standings. Just like last XFL season, the D.C. Defenders are leading the North. They are 2-0. and But the St. Louis Battlehawks are right behind them at 2-0 and as well. Seattle Sea Dragons are 0-2. Okay, so... How do they break the tie in oh, oh, XFL? I'm a, oh, I'm about to get to all that. Okay. okay. I'm about to get to all that. Uh, the Vipers are from, I don't know where the, where the fuck the Vipers are from. I don't know where the Vipers are from either. Um, it won't let me scroll in. Anyway. All right. In the South, Roughnecks are 2-0. and Arlington Renegades are 1-1. One one. San Antonio Brahmas are 1-1. One and, one. and the Orlando, is that Orlando? Yeah. Orlando Guardians are 0-2. So, of course, all the Texas teams are in the same fucking division. The XFL, As it should the, be. The XFL Super Bowl championship, however you want to get, is going to be played in San Antonio, by the way. What's that day? Uh, I don't know, but I'm just letting you know. So, Give me that day. <laughs> when are you when, getting it? So, here's the tiebreaker question. I mean, answer for you. My apologies. Two teams. If it's a two-team tiebreaker, it starts with head-to-head. Then it trickles into best win-loss percentage in division games. Then it trickles into best win-loss percentage in common games. Fourth, it goes into strength of victory in all games, combined record of opponents and wins. Fifth, it goes into strength of schedule in all games, combined record of all opponents. Number six, combined ranking among division teams in points scored and points allowed in all games. 
there's 11 on this list. So, so, so that's a percentage. Yeah. Okay. Number seven, best combined ranking among all teams and points scored and points allowed in all games. I hope it never gets down this far. It should never get down. Because it, it's about to get stupid on these next two. Best net points in common games. Okay. It, Number nine, best net points in all games. Okay, this, this is getting dumb now. Number 10, best net touchdowns in all games. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. This is even better. All this, right? If it somehow trickles down to option number 11, coin toss. Okay, here's my only problem. The third the third or fourth thing on this list list should just be touched point differential. Just point differential. Point differential alone would stop it from going any further. There's no way two teams get to the fourth tier and have the same point differential. Ever. So that's basically what number eight and number nine is. Because it's net points in common games and net points in all games. That's basically point differential. They just broke it in half. Yeah, that should be like the third thing, the third or fourth thing on the list. So that's for a two-team tiebreaker. They have rules for a three-team or more, three or more teams. Because remember, it's only eight teams. It's highly possible. It is. So if it is three or more teams, if two teams remain tied after one or more games are eliminated, tiebreakers restarts at step one of the two-team format. If three teams remain tied, after a fourth team is eliminated, tiebreaker restarts as step one of the three-team format. Here is your three-team or three-way tie format, head-to-head. Best win-loss percentage in division games, best win-loss percentage in common games. Strength of victory in all games, combined record of opponents and wins, so kind of like point differential somewhat. Strength of schedule in all games, combined record of all opponents, best combined ranking among division teams and points scored and points allowed in all games. There's your point differential. Best combined ranking amongst all teams and points scored and points allowed in all games. Best point, best net points in common games. Best net points in all okay. games. Okay, we, 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 we could pretty much stop at four because it's never going to go past four. Coin toss number 11 again. Yeah. What the, I just wanted to put that out there. I just wanted to put it out there. The coin toss should never, I, the, ever the be coin, used. The coin toss is funny as fuck, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> the coin toss should never... It, it should never. There's bro, no way. You know how salty I would be if it came down to a goddamn coin toss, bro. I'd be ready to fight. Okay, so in high school, I think the coin toss works if they should have like a. Oh, Vipers from Vegas, by the way. My bad. Okay, so what I think with the coin toss, they should probably after like four. Here's what I I propose. This this is what we did in high school basketball. What we did in high school basketball was. My senior year, us, Port Arthur, and Atascacita would, I'm pretty sure you know who Keith Gallon is from uh, Umbel Atascacita. Yes. He was a sophomore, made it to the NBA, whatever. And he plays overseas now. But Sterling, Atascacita, and Port Arthur all had the identical record. Yeah. What they did was put all three teams, and they should, they, I would prefer this in a lot of sports. Just take an, an extra week, and if no, if you don't have to use that week, you just make it a bye week, which All is right. a potential coin toss tournament, which per se. Basically, like, look, flip the coin. You flip the coin. Once, once, once you flip the coin, the two teams that land have to play this week. They both they have to play this week. All right? The, the, the one that's not... 
identical, they get a bye week. And you come back and play the next week to see who goes on. Obviously, that would be a two-week thing, but it would give the best possible playoff per se, whether it was NFL or XFL, whatever. Yeah. It would give the best playoff because everybody had two weeks to rest, heal up, and you're going to get the best possible product you can have on the field for a playoff. Obviously, it adds two weeks of games to the team that doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Damn. But the game to watch for us would have been this weekend, Houston Roughnecks versus San Antonio Brahmas. Oh, that's a rivalry game. But I got to work, and you're going to be doing your thing, and boss man finna go out of town. Yeah, so yeah. here's what I'm looking at. But I got a game next week. Yeah, but and it's not I at home. Won't be fucking here. It's not at home. I won't be here anyway. The game next week is in Florida. I thought I had three straight weeks of. Uh, this is the, this, the third, this is third week. week. Yeah, doesn't matter. That's good. Our next game is April first. The Houston Roughnecks versus St. Louis Battlehawks. Of course, because the Roughnecks are on the rodeo trip. And then after that, we have the Roughnecks versus the Vegas Vipers on April fifteenth. Okay, right we before. can do we we, we we can plan for those. We can plan for both. Yeah, that's one. So we can plan for those. So. We trying hey, so that one on April first starts at two, April fifteenth. That one starts at eleven thirty in the morning. I'm trying to go to both because I want to see them play Vegas Vipers. So I'm I can tra- talk. That way I can talk. I can talk shit to Mel. Mel. Mel's a uh uh uh. He's, a, he's from Vegas. I don't give a damn. <laughs> oh my god. I just want to talk shit because he's from Vegas. So I want to. I want to sure. talk shit too. So. We can go to both of them. Roughnecks, do your thing, please. Keep being number one, and we'll be all right. Yep. So that was our XFL talk. Of course, we really just want to talk about the Roughnecks. Because, we did. Obviously, because we're Roughnecks. But overall. This might be the only sport we ever so, agreed in on well, the same no, team. So o- overall, I love what the XFL is doing. Um, we talked about this on last um, last Friday's episode that I did with uh, from the sidelines. And we were talking about if you were to, if you were to take two rules that the XFL has and move them to the NFL, which would they be? And I said the first one is the conversion. The conversion, the one, is two, amazing. and three point conversion is phenomenal. Yeah, and I would also take the the onside kick slash fourth and fifteen to the NFL because you have to convert a fourth and fifteen from your twenty five yard line to continue to advance the ball instead of doing the onside kick. I think both of those would play a massive role. Excuse me, in NFL yeah, games. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of I think. Because fourth and fifteen is still hard to convert. It is, but but, but it's I, better than an onside kick. Yes, it is. Because the onside kick percentage is like a damn near three percent. You're going to get the ball. A fourth and fifteen, at least you hold a destiny in your hands. The only problem with the fourth and fifteen is it still favors the offense because of pass interference. Yeah. Depending on how you play it. Okay, so I feel like if there's a pass interference. On fourth and you know if you you just playing around with the rules like the XFL is doing right now with a couple of things, if you got to convert a fourth and fifteen and you don't convert the fourth and fifteen, but it's a pass interference call. They shouldn't have to go for it, a five yard or a five yard or they ball gets moved up five yards so they have to convert a fourth and ten, or a fourth and five instead of just all right you get the first down because it was pass interference fifteen yards down the field. Because the the rules favor too much of the offense right now. So yeah. I think it's be like, okay, look, they pass interference you. You were past the 15 yards, so here's what we're going to do. You get 10 yards, you got to convert a fourth and five. That way, 
we know it ain't a pass. We don't know if it's going to be a pass play anymore because you could definitely run a fourth and five. You could screen pass a fourth and five. So it, it opens up the option. Uh, it opens up the options for the offense. Offense still has a little bit of advantage because, you know, I mean, if you get a second pass interference card, and obviously you should you should automatically get the ball after that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think that would favor more than just uh, pass interference, fifteen yards down the field. Uh, they should get they should get the ball. Like that's that's dumb because there's damn near pass interference on every play, especially after the bump and run. You might be six yards out and you hit the dude like, and you don't realize you're one yard past five yards, and it's a pass interference, and you go the whole damn way now. Hundred percent. So. That, that that would be my my take on it. Yeah. Yeah, but the biggest thing I think the conversion is massive. The one, two, and three point is that massive. that's the one I would take. Because I can score a touchdown, go for three and be up nine. So now and like I and I said it, like I said last Friday, I said now if you think about it, a twenty one seven game ain't shit no more. It's not. Because if I decide, you know what, all right, cool, I'm down twenty one seven, I score and now all of a sudden it's thirteen twenty one, but I go for three, now it's twenty one sixteen. One possession game. I score, yeah, exactly. That quick. That fucking quick. Now, granted, if I just go for a touchdown and a conversion, it's also a one possession game, but I put just a little bit more pressure on you. Yeah, because what you're looking at now is if you don't score, or if, if, you're, if you're the defense, like, look, all we got to do is stop them from scoring, and we're good. The offense, the pressure is on the offense who gets the ball 21-16. Cause if you don't score at all, mm-hmm. we can win this damn game just by scoring a touchdown. Because that that gives it 22-21. So you gotta go down there and score. I don't give a damn if it's a field goal or not. You have to go score. Which makes football a lot more interesting. Cause you can't play the the bullshit game where you just try to keep the ball away yeah. and march march down the field. And if you don't score, you don't score. And they're at the 25-yard line. Can't do that no more. Well, I mean, think about it like this. You can flip You can flip a three-point game into a bigger game. Yeah. If I'm down three and I go score a touchdown, I'm up three. And I go for three, I'm up six. I just flipped it to a touchdown. Well, how, okay. On, and right. And on the flip side of that, we're down, like you said, we're down 21-7. We get the nine points. It's 21-16. Well, you know what? I think I want to do the onside. You so can't. Let me get... the, the onside is only in the fourth quarter in the last, the last after I think it's the last five minutes. Okay, so we are, let's, let's just say we are in the last five minutes. And I score and it's 21-16. And we're like fourth. Let's say we're at two minutes. Like, you know what? I'm going to do this onside or four, fourth and 15. I like my chance better with a fourth and 15. All right, cool. Boom. Convert the fourth and 15 on your 25. Offense hold, you put the pressure on the defense now of the team that was up. Yeah. And this offense has well, a chance to it win already, the game. It already happened in the XFL game. The St. Louis Battlehawks literally flipped a 12-point. They were down 12. And they scored a touchdown, went for three, made it, and they were down three. Got the fourth to 15, went down and scored and won the game. Yeah. So the offense never, the other team, I forgot, I think, I think they're, oh, they're, playing San, I think they're playing San Antonio, never got a chance to set foot back on the field. That's amazing. So just imagine that in in the scope of the NFL. Uh, imagine that in a Super Bowl. Imagine that if you had Tom Brady on your team. <laughs> so here, here's why I said this. If you bring in the one, two, and three point conversion, and I said this on the show last Friday. If y'all have not checked out from the sidelines, you got to check it out. 
I said the one, two, and three-point conversion will give you the highest percentage to where you will now eliminate tie football games. Hell yes. And I'm talking about the overtimes, all that shit. It'll be harder to have a quote-unquote tie because I literally have a chance to go up by by, I can change the whole dynamic of the game now because now your scores are going to look way different. Like scores that don't make a lot of sense. Like 16 and 21 don't make a lot of sense, but it's possible. Yeah. But because of the one, two, and three-point conversions, a tie game, I can change the whole game. Fuck going for two when I can go for three. Facts. Now you got to get down and you got to get down and kick a field goal, and you might miss that motherfucker. Yep. Or if I'm up, you know, let's say I score and I'm up by four and I go for three, I'm up by a touchdown. You got to score and you got to convert. The pressure's on you, offense, because you have to score and you got to go for two. Facts. So it makes, and I think it would make the games more exciting. It would. Like I think, it, it's a more exciting product for fans, because fans want to see offense played. And then I threw this little nugget at the end. I said it also be more exciting for fantasy football too. I would change the points for one, two, and three point conversions in a heartbeat. I would go two. I would go two, three, and four points. That's beautiful. Like two points for the one point, three for the three, and I mean three for the two and four for the three. Just cause, because think about it. If you're if you have that player on your fantasy team that catches. That three-point conversion, and hey, maybe you so happen to have that quarterback now. That's eight points you just got because the quarterback threw the three-pointer and your receiver caught it. That's eight points. That's a whole swing. And, and, and that's not even counting the touchdown that the quarterback probably threw. No. Before. So that just changes everything. Uh, that's where my GM mind starts taking Come on, out. XFL. Make a fantasy football app. I'll, look, I'm trying to tell you. She will be live. That was good shit. Yeah. That that really that that covered our that was our main three as far as the outline goes that was kind of where we was at, so I like what we did there kept it simple straight to the point, kind of let you guys know look, the content is coming yeah we are playing off of what's going on out there yeah but it makes it makes for a much more fun show because we get to talk about things the way we talk about things, so yep. we literally said all right look we're gonna write these three things down and everything else fuck it. Fuck it. The way we do best, baby, off script. <laughs> it's what we do. It's how we do. It's why we are who the fuck we are. So You want to get into some uh, shout-outs? Absolutely. Okay. You ready for another one? Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I can do that. Um, So I will give my shout-outs first and foremost. Actually, first, I really want to give my shout-out to my my co-host across the table because he put together the Facebook group for us and it has slowly but surely been gaining traction. Um, I currently have an ad boosting a boosting a post right now. Hey, um, I'm boosting the interview we deal with uh with with uh with Troy. Okay, that's, that's shut off from on. the sidelines. So that's got another couple days on it, but it has boosted our engagement by a lot. Okay, so engagement is at an all time high. When this one drops, I'm going to boost this one. This right. episode for shit sure. Bet that. Um. We still looking for some guests. We still looking for more interviews. Um, you know, you know how to get to us. Um, I'm not gonna call out the usual suspects because no. you know who you are. I will say this though, I really want John L back in studio whenever. Uh, Bring that ass here, when, boy. When, when, when this NFL offseason really gets started, because I really want to hear his perspective Listen, from a Cowboys fan as what he wants going on. We ain't even gotta have John L in, dude. We can have him on the stream. We can't have him on the stream. He can hit the live stream. 
I should have said the show, not the, not not him the, him and Joseph, because them punk ass Cowboys fans. I, CJ I CJ talked about he wanted to do it. I don't, I don't really care to hear what his punk ass Jets gonna hey, do. Hey, but, but I'm with it for a round table. I am because listen, me, you, Johnell, Jay, and and fucking Calvin, that'll be stupid on a on a live. Yeah. So I'm with it. We set that bitch up. I'm with it. I'm I'm definitely with that because um, we can put all everybody on screen for that. Yeah. And we could just go. Ain't no time limits. Like Nothing. on Zoom, we could just go. So I'm with that. We got to get another WWE roundtable coming up soon. Speaking of WWE, I meant to bring this up to you. I'm going to bring it up to you live now. So I don't know if you saw this, but WWE is resurrecting an old pay-per-view. It used to just, it went from a pay-per-view to a tournament. Now it's back to a pay-per-view, but they're bringing the king of the ring. Back. That's what I'm talking about. And they're adding the queen of the ring. Interesting. Both as pay-per-view now. So now it is now. Now here's my thing with it. What I want them to stop doing. The worst thing that I think Vince McMahon ever did with the King of the Ring tournament. Is when that person won. Whatever. They they had this fucking king or queen persona. And it built into nothing. Like after King Booker. Like, I was about to say wait about. Wait a minute. What about Booker T? I, but after King Booker it was trash. King Corbin was trash. I love Xavier Woods, but Xavier Woods, King King Woods was terrible. Horrible. Like, the King of the Ring and the Queen of the Ring, it should be similar to Money in the Bank, but not exactly. They should be able to challenge whichever champion they want, they so choose, for a championship match. When, when, when do they plan on bringing back uh, King of the Ring? Um, I think it's right out. I think it's, I think it's right after WrestleMania. Because, if it's money, right after, because because Money in the Bank is no longer a pay-per-view. It is now a part of WrestleMania, okay. I believe, as just a regular match, which is good. And he's also, Triple H has also talked about shortening WrestleMania, which I think makes the most sense. Yeah, I two think, days is too long. Well, I think it takes, because I think it takes away from the allure of the event. Yeah. Because you should have, you should be able to blend your SmackDown Raw stories into one night. And they, they it, it seems like this year they're kind of trying to play with that and agreed. And the the biggest storylines are on both nights. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it because I mean right now the card as it stands. Um, excuse me, I have to get that out of my system. Yeah, good. So, yeah, so 100. percent That's how I feel about it. I can't. Is there such a thing if it's after WrestleMania? And it's before SummerSlam. Oh, they also are dropping the WrestleMania backlash and going back to just backlash. Thank you. So, as far as the matches go, the rumors as it stands, uh, you're going to have Omos versus Brock Lesnar is a match. Whatever. Um, John Cena versus Austin Theory. All right, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued just because they're trying to push Austin Theory to be kind of yeah. like the next John Cena. Of course, you're still you're going to have Roman versus Roman versus Cody. Um, you're looking at um, Gunther versus uh, she- versus Drew McIntyre, Drew Mc- possibly Sheamus as a triple threat. Gunther, so the Imperium. Interesting. I still think somehow, someway, they're setting it up for the Street Profits versus the Usos for the tag team titles, which I think is finally time for the Street Profits to get what they deserve. Right before they give Montez Ford this singles push, that's going to happen. So, do you think? Do you think given? Giving Montez Ford the tag, the tag champions is going to stun the progression of him getting a singles push. Nope. It just, I'm just asking because you know um, they they made it work for the new day. 
Yeah, but the New Day is three people. It is, but I mean, I'm just saying, but in general, the point being is like, you know, it can work. Um, speaking of things that didn't make a lot of sense, um, Becky Lynch and Lita are now the women's tag team champions. Yeah. Thanks to Trish, Trish Stratus. Stratus. And first of all, Lita looked old as shit. She looked slow as shit. She looked like she should be retired. Yeah. So. Like, it's know. cool. It, it, it It's cool to see some of your childhood favorites come back and do something. I mean, but yes, to a point. Now, she is going to be the first. She is the first Hall of Famer to win tag team gold. What 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 I will say, though, is. um, It's short lived. It, it it yeah yeah, but what I was everybody's not Hulk Hogan, or everybody's no. not The Rock. Bro, Hulk Hogan looked bad after um, after a while too though. Yeah, but what what I'm he what, survived after him and The Rock went at it at WrestleMania. That was it for him because he looked bad after that. But that, that, that that's that's the that's the point I'm getting at right there. Hulk Hogan was well past his prime when he when he fought against The Rock, but it was but the, still but the, but the Rock carried it right. But it, but it was still good. These. Lita looked like she didn't belong in the ring at all. It should have probably been Trish. Well, yeah. I don't never mind seeing Trish. Not going to lie to you. Not at all. Never. But I don't know where that storyline is going. I'm, I assume that Cody Rhodes is going to win at WrestleMania. I disagree with you. Um, They're going to let Roman get to 1,000 days. Where's he at right now? He's in the nine hundreds. He will be. He won't cross over to thousand days until after Mania. He'll win at Mania, probably lose at Backlash, possibly SummerSlam. I don't think he's losing at Rams with WrestleMania. I really don't. Do you think they can they can make him lose? Uh, I mean, have have Cody Rhodes lose and then somehow set up a triple threat with Sammy at Backlash or SummerSlam? Highly, po- it's possible. The problem you're gonna run into, and I watch. I've been watching so many different uh, forums and stuff like that. Is after Cody Rhodes, who's left? He's beaten everybody of note that you can beat, and there's really no one who can, who knows. There's no one currently that can that would step up and generate the type of storyline that you haven't already seen. Nope, nobody. Because we've seen Seth Rollins, we've seen Bobby Lashley, we've seen Drew McIntyre, we've seen everybody. Kevin Brock, Owens, Brock, he, Kevin. He remember he also beat John Cena in this mix too. Like we're gonna yeah. we're not gonna forget that. So he the, beat Finn Balor in the mix too. Um, the biggest story is the one we won't get, and it is him and versus it is him versus The Rock. It's the biggest story we can get, but we won't get it. I think if if The Rock was to come back, I think it would have to be SummerSlam. And I still think The Rock should lose that. I think The Rock should lose no, that. No, and I'm not saying he's gonna win. Yeah, but, but we're finally at this point where we're running out of story for the bloodline. Cause and and I agree with every forum I read. Let's just say for the sake of discussion, let's just say that Cody would have won. Cody's a boring champion. Cody would have been hot for a month, maybe two. Cody's not that charismatic. But you know what? This this goes back to what I said, maybe last season or how many ever how many episodes ago. The Talent right now isn't as stacked as it was in the ruthless aggression era or the attitude era because you can 
your your ten top guys will are your ten top guys for like the past ten years at this point. Yeah, all of them. Like the only person that, and and I agreed with this too when I saw it. The only person in my opinion now that deserves a legitimate title run is Drew McIntyre. And it's because Drew McIntyre carried WWE during the pandemic. He was the champion during the pandemic. He never got the live crowd. He never got any of that because he was the champion during the pandemic. So during the, um, what did they call that shit? The fucking, the, not the bubble. What the fuck? Oh, it wasn't, it was called, uh. But basically when everybody was on screen. Yeah. But Drew McIntyre was carrying the show without a live crowd. That's hard to do. So he never truly got that WrestleMania moment because he didn't. Unfortunately, uh, Big E is injured. I big, big I thought Big E, Big e and, and, uh, and uh, Roman Reigns could have had a hell of a match. I agree. Um, do I, I also think Big E got kind of fucked out of his world championship? He did, but they've got to split the belts. That part too, they've got to split the belts at some point, and maybe it's. All right, we're going to have a draft, and before the draft, hey, we're going to split all the titles and go back. You know, Maybe that's the safest way, maybe, to keep Roman as big as he is. Or, well, I, I mean, the Usos, too, because they're, they're still that's undisputed. Why I said, no, yeah. no, that's why I said split all the titles. Yeah. But also, they have got to come up with a women's mid-card championship I would, of some kind. They have to. I already, I already said, like, international women's champion like or something. something. Yeah. Because there's there, the women's ro- the women's roster on both shows is now big enough, you can afford a a mid card championship, not some bullshit like the twenty four seven title, like an actual mid card, like the Intercontinental is for not yeah something like the Intercontinental or the U S Championship, like something in that realm because there's enough women to where you can have a mid card champion because not everybody is women's championship material. There's about. Maybe five on both rosters for the title. After that, it's like, eh. And not all these women are tag team championship type of wrestlers either. So you've got to have a mid-card championship of some kind for the women. And I'm surprised that Stephanie hasn't made this push because she made all the push for the tag team and everything else. But they've got to have a mid-card. Just one. Not two, just one. And it's going to be defended on both shows. Possibly all three, but right now we're gonna say both because I think NXT could afford to do a mid card for the women as well on their own. NXT is a very good product. I don't care what anybody says. If you don't watch NXT, you don't know what I'm talking about. But they have a very good product. Their women's matches are most times better than the main roster. I say what I said because people still trying to earn it. It's kind of like how NCAA is a lot of times better than the NBA or the NFL because they're trying to prove like, yo, I deserve to be in the top brand. But only time will tell. Those are my opinions. I'm sticking to it. Uh, You didn't give your shout-out. Oh, right. Uh, We didn't talk about it even though we're in the NBA segment, so I'm going to give one half of my shout-outs. I'm going to give a shout-out to Donovan Mitchell for tying the season high. Um, Oh, 71 points. Balling out of control. I don't know if you saw uh, the the thread that was going around. Uh, Who was the one that hit 71 first? I I, I mean, uh, uh, Dame Lillard tying the, the... Yeah. And then Donovan Mitchell's mom was like, uh, in a text, now you got to go for 72. <laughs> Dame, Dame actually had a shot at beating Kobe's 81. Yes, he did. Um, we also had Clay beat his own record yes, and pass his own teammate again. Not only that, 
Clay is looking like Clay again. Yeah. It's beautiful to see. Love it. I'm a big fan of Clay Thompson. So yeah, absolutely love it. My second shout out. I'm going to give my second shout out to the one and only Drew Fresh. Um, you gained two fans today at my job when I played your song. Uh, cause this guy was like, I'm in my zone, and I immediately started rapping the song. It was like, what you singing? And I played it, and they were just like, oh, this fucking song hits. So yeah. Yeah. And dope. Your story today was a fucking one. <laughs> I was watching it, and I was like, and I told, I told Mike this too. I said, bro, I said, Drew Fresh literally reminds me of Kobe after he stopped playing basketball. The way you talk, the mannerisms, the way you like putting your message across. It, and that's because Kobe's your favorite player of all time. So it's obvious in the way that you post and the way that you're portraying your, your you know, the way you're projecting and everything like that. Yeah, it's coming across that way, but it's beautiful. Yeah, and I and I love to see it, and I just, I love to see your progression. I love to see your growth, and I love to see how many more great things you keep doing. We got to get him back on it for another interview. Yes, we do. We need bars too. Yeah, I got some questions for him. Yep, I got a yep. lot of questions for him actually. All but. right, that's the that's the shout outs. Uh, normally a shout outs in uh in local brews. I mean, these are local brews because I I've, these were. Purchased all at the same place. I uh, I've drank an Atomic Pumpkin, and I drank a Mangarito from Nine Hundred Three Brewers. And I have had the Gloria from Rancho L.A. Reserve Margarita Wine Cocktail. Today was the Blood Orange Hibiscus. That motherfucker sits at thirteen point nine percent ABV, alcohol by volume. For those who don't know acronyms, but I purchased all these at the same place that I purchased all and most of my stuff at H-E-B. Here, everything's better. Yes, yeah, sir. I appreciate the plug because normally I bring up the plug. You yeah. did that. You know who has a better H-E-B plug than both of us put together? Who? My fucking wife. On Instagram, my wife will post and she will tag when she buys stuff at H-E-B and H-E-B on Instagram responds to her. Like straight up responds to her. I'm like, how do you have a, she has a, she does. I'm not even playing. H-E-B responds to anything she posts, she tags them in, they respond. Well, we need to go ahead and have your wife record a video of us doing the podcast and when I do here, everything's better and, and, and tag them. Maybe that, maybe that'll jumpstart. Yeah, I'm just saying. Come on I'm through like, with it, Ashley. I'm just like, God Ashley needs to be the plug. Damn. Like, it's like the craziest shit to me. Ashley needs to be the plug. Facts. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to get some more. I'd like to get. I'd like to do an interview next week. Okay. If we can swing it. Um. All right. I know our schedule's been a little off. Um. I've been doing one of my other other things that I do. So <laughs> other, other. So my my Wednesdays have been a little packed up. So that's why we're on these Thursday Friday rotations. Right, yep. Uh. Right now. But don't worry. Spring break's around the corner. Yeah. I'm going to San Marcos though. So. For that weekend, San Marcos. I'm going to San Marcos that weekend. I'll I'll be off that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Okay, I mean break. I'll be off too, but off, I'm, I'm, I'll be off. But I, but I, that's when I, like I'm going to Jamaica for the first two, and then I'm off the Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I don't know. I'm putting in leave. I just don't know how much leave I'm putting in, but I'm putting in some leave for now. And then yeah, I'm going to San Marcos. I got a um, hotel's already booked. Thank you, Marriott, because of all my points. I ain't pay for that hotel. I just use points. Wow. And I qualify for another deal, so I get I get a thousand points bonus points per night that I stay. So I'm just picking up bonus points 
on top of points, on top of points, on top of points. So shout out to the Marriott, shout out to the Hilton for giving me all the points for being a Titanium Elite and a Diamond member. I obviously need to start going, staying in a hotel with either one of those every time I go out of town so I can get points because I just be like, oh, what's the cheapest? That one, bet, and I gain no points from nothing other than uh, Southwest Airlines. Shout out to y'all. Listen, let me put you on game. When I went to Padre two years ago um, while my wife was still pregnant, we stayed for a week in, the, in, in Padre. It should have cost me about $1,200. I booked that hotel with points, and I had a balcony. I had tile floors. I had two beds in this beautiful-ass room right next to Clayton's. I was, at the, I was right next to Clayton's. And if you've been to Padre, you know what the fuck Clayton's is. I was right next door to Clayton's. Never My been 12, to Padre. I don't know. Bruh, Clayton's is the spot. Okay. So listen, when you do go, stay at the Remington and it's right next to Clayton's. All you got to do is walk out the back door. Because here's what's even more dope. There's a Bar Louie on the bottom floor too in this hotel. So you got Bar Louie and then you walk out, there's the beach and then Clayton's is right next door. Okay. So GQ has put you on game once again with the travel plans. Yes, you know. I am very well traveled in this life. I have been quite a few beautiful places and seen a lot of things, done a lot of things, got a lot of stories. To quote the infamous Eve, been a lot of places, seen a lot of faces. Oh, hell, I done different races. Hey. So, ladies and gentlemen, that has been, that has been, this has been another Wait. Woo. Wait, wait, wait. I told you I had a surprise for you. Uh I, I, I I need something before I drop this, before I drop this one. Yeah, go, go, go ahead and okay, that'll work. I I, I need so I need something to drink okay. on for this one because Uh-oh. uh y'all have been asking for it. I've had a couple. Look, I'm having a, something else again. This time I got Austin's. I love this one, Texas Honey Cider. I love yes, it, Austin Honey Ciders. So we have a surprise segment, and it has been long overdue. Um. I think you're gonna like this one. I absolutely love this one. I texted you earlier about a different, a different kind of uh, music theme thing. So I hope this one suffices since we we're going to do that eventually. When I said so, this yeah. is another edition of drum roll, please. The crossover has made its return. Uh oh. Yes, sir. We are going to talk about super teams in the NBA. Interesting. And I'm gonna tell you why we're going to talk about super teams, and then we're going to get to it. So, Micah's favorite super teams of all time, whether they won or lost, these are, these are teams I absolutely believe to be deemed a super team. And before I start, the Miami Heat with LeBron, D-Wade, and Bosh are not considered a super team. Because they were beatable and they lost. And... Y'all can sit there and argue with your mama. Don't argue with me because that is a fact. You can't refute. You can't refute the facts. Don't argue with me. Argue with your side chick. Yeah. You... Okay. Um. So here we go. My top five super teams, whether winning or losing the finals, doesn't matter. Goes as this, and this is in no particular order. The Larry Bird, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, Celtics. All right. Definitely a super team. I'm missing somebody there because there were four Hall of Famers on that team. Um, moving on from the Celtics, 
We have, even though they got their ass smacked in the finals, I think it was four games to one, the 2004 Los Angeles Lakers. Mm. Kobe, Gary Payton, Carmelo, Shaquille O'Neal. They lost to a team that wasn't a super team. Somebody, well, Carmelo was out of his. I don't want to hear it. That's a super team. You got four Hall of Famers on that team. Because I forgot. I thought Shaq was gone at that time. No, that was the last year Shaq was there. Mm. And then Shaq's second year in that Miami. That was before. That was, so they, they didn't even have Steve Nash yet. No, no, because Steve Nash is in 2011. Long time down the road. Oh, at, at In in 04, Steve Nash was in uh, Phoenix. Still in Phoenix. Yep. I think he won the championship. I mean, not the, the MVP, 04, 05, and 05, 06. Mm-hmm. So this is even before he won the uh, MVP. Damn. And the Lakers beat either Dallas or San Antonio. This is during the time where... The yeah, only three teams out of the West were Lakers, San Antonio, and Dallas. They were yeah, the only three teams that came out of the West. Carl Malone didn't get a ring because get but Gary Payton did. Yeah. Um, next up on my list, the Showtime Lakers. I don't give a damn what nobody says. Super uh, team. It might not be four Hall of Famers, but let me tell y'all something. Uh Cooper and uh not Doc, the other one. Uh Cooper and Scott, them two put together is a damn is an all star at least. There, there was a season where either Cooper or Scott averaged twenty points per game and didn't make the all star team. Did not make and then of course you got Magic, uh, one of the most underrated superstars ever in James Worthy. If you think I'm lying, go check that game seven triple double in '87. I'm just saying, and of course, the now number two scoring leader of all time, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Super team. Now we're going to have to go all the way back to the 60s. Back in the time. Bill Russell Celtics. I don't give a damn which year you pick from the 11. It doesn't matter. Pick or which year, you, pick, pick a year in a year. Or, or which year you pick from the 8 straight. I don't care which ones you pick. Hondo. Bill Russell. Uh, Hav- Havlicic and Hondo. Uh, uh, God, dog. What's the... Uh, I can't think of the the the, uh, the power four, the small four's name right now. But... The Celtics at one point in that 11-year run had like 14 Hall of Famers. It's it's ridiculous. One year they started four Hall of Famers in their prime, by the way. Of course, it was only an eight-man league, but still. Doesn't matter. And last but not least, the most modern super team. You can take whichever year you want to of the Warriors when Kevin Durant got there. I don't give a damn if it's the year they lost in the finals. I don't care if it's the two years they won. But I think the second year when they were all together was the, the actual, actual, nobody's beating us. Yeah, if, you don't, if you don't think that's a super team, first of all, Steph, Clay, and Durant is a super team by themselves, 100%. And you throw Draymond in, and for those of you that don't think Draymond is an all-star, he's an all-star. He's definitely an all-star. He's an all-star. Um, I mean, but they also still had, they still had Iggy. I mean, they still. Sean Livingston was, oh, my God, that team was, oh. Still had Looney. Oh. I- Iggy is another person that's questionable for the Hall of Fame. He does have a good bit of All Star years on him. That Finals MVP is gonna push him over the top. I think I do think so. I think that's yeah. what gets him in. Yeah. If I'm being completely transparent, I think that's what his, that's uh, the one thing that'll push him over the top to get him in. His Philadelphia years were, once Iverson was gone, he they went to the playoffs over and over again. When him him and uh, Thaddeus Young were the best two players. Yeah. Um. I think then, you, then you went to think, Denver. I, I think people forgot about the Sixers years. Yeah, most definitely. Then you had the Denver year with 
him, Paul Millsap. Uh, uh, oh my God, why can't I think of the point guard right now? Uh, I think Ty Lawson. I think Ty yeah, Lawson. Ty was Lawson the point was guard. there. Oh uh, yeah, because that was right, right around the time they got um, the Manimal. The Manimal. Uh, 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 Kenneth Fareed. Kenneth Fareed. They got. I think they got to the second round. I mean, yeah, Iggy's been round. on some really good teams. He just never won a championship. Um, can he be your best player in his prime on a championship team? No, but he was definitely. He'll be your a, best. He could be your. He could be a six man for a lot of those teams. He could be a great six man option, a best third option. One hundred percent. He could be a second option and get to the conference finals. Yeah. Um, any any league in the team with a dominant superstar would have been lucky to have Iggy as a second star. Um. All right. So that is my top five super teams. Not saying that's the best five super teams ever, but that's my top five. No, no, my I, personal I top five. I hear so, it, and I'm with it. We talked about super teams because you're gonna like this because I know you're gonna have a lot to say about this. We're going to talk about the top five of my favorite super collabs in music. Here we, I'm talking about collabs that just blew your mind. Like, how the hell did this shit come together? We're going to talk about one that I don't like too much, which is an honorable mention. I'm lying. This is this this is not an honorable mention. My honorable mention, let's start with that one. One Sweet Day, Mariah Carey and Boyz II Men. They were both on top of the game. Mariah Carey was the top three, a top three female singer with Whitney Houston herself and whoever else you want to throw in that category during the time in the 90s. It was dumb. And a lot of people forget how good Mariah Carey was as a singer. Uh, she doesn't get – because we, we're, we're so – um. Numb to her because of Christmas. Yeah, but you, Mariah Carey had. Mar- I think Mariah Carey still. But Beyonce probably passing out. But Mariah Carey had the most number one hits by a female singer ever, regardless yeah. of genre. Yeah, no. Ever. There, was, there was a point in time where like Mariah Carey was doing the damn thing. Not only that, she had the hardest comeback album of all time with the Emancipation of Mimi. She had. Four singles on that bitch that was top ten Bro, and two be, number bro, ones. We belong together. We belong, and shake it off. Oh my god, oh, uh, touch my body. No, 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 it wasn't called. It was it called shake that. Was that what it was called? Yeah, shake it off, cause the loving ain't the same, and you keep on playing games. When, uh, uh. I thought it had a different name. It might be. It might, that, that's what I remember it shake as. Shake it off is Taylor Swift. That's why I was like, it might be called something else. I'm pretty sure it is, but I know what song you're talking about now. Cause "Shake It Off" is Taylor Swift. I know for sure. Uh, it might, and it might truly be. Because I, I know what song you're talking about. Of course, yeah. yeah. The, the Daddy Emancipation meme was hard. So, no, hundred percent. Uh, that's my honorable mention. So let's start at number five. I hate this song personally. I only like the rendition that Whoopi Goldberg did, but nonetheless, it was a very, very shocking collab when it happened. And it was something that most people thought would never, that most people would have never even thought of. So, I'm going to cross genres here. David Bowie and Mick Jagger making Dancing in the Street. Okay. Number one for quite some time, even though it was a horrible rendition of a song. It's just the fact that this was two legendary transcendent artists that were on the same track. And I do believe that's one one of Mick Jagger's last tracks, too. Um. Keep on. Let's let's keep it going. Another super collab. Aerosmith and Run DMC walk this way. Walk this way. Does anything else have to be said? Talk this way. That hoe was fire. 
not, not, nothing else has to be said with that. Uh, your parents love that song. Our parents love that song. Shit, me, I love it. What the fuck? No, I love the song. I, I, I haven't played the song and, and nobody hasn't liked it. It is a, it's, it's an amazing collab. And it paved the way for one of my honorable mentions that I didn't say first, the whole encore album with with Jay Z and uh Lincoln Park. People just forgot about that whole because that 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 encore. First of all, Jay Z put a fire ass sixteen out there for that fucking song. Like he did. If you he listen did. to it, if you actually go back and listen to it, like it was fucking fire. And Lincoln Park also just, I mean, everything about that numb encore fucking track was beautiful. So let's go to number four because I gave two honorable mentions. So this is number four. Number four, this one happened after we were out of high school, which is very rare to call something after our high school years a super team up. But I think you can agree with this. And I think everybody listening could swagger like us with Jay Z, Lil Wayne, Kanye, and T.I. That's still on my workout playlist. I want y'all to understand. That might have been the four best rappers rapping at that time. That was four rappers in their prime for sure. And they all had solo albums that same year. I think Jay-Z was Blueprint 3. Wayne was uh, the Carter 3. T.I. had Paper Trails. And Kanye was at 808 and Heartbreaks. That's that's how good and, the year of 08 was. Hey, and Paper Trails still don't get talked about. Paper Trails slaps. Live Your that Life was, is still um, one of my goaded songs. Paper Trails, was that, um, was that when Whatever You Like came out? Or was that King? No, whatever you was that Ti King, the album after. Whatever you like it, I think it's, it's I think it's Ti. Is that Ti versus Ti? What? What? what, what no, what, it's after that. What? Whatever eight. Whatever track had, he made it was with ATL. It was the Ti King album because that's the black and white. With oh the yeah, crown. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because I was yeah. at basic training. I remember. I just remember. You can have whatever you like, and that, that was like everybody's fucking track. Oh yeah, I think that is on Paper Trails. But, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, oh, wait, because I bought the... I, I, bought, was, I, I was thinking about... Uh, I bought I bought the Carter 3 CD at basic training. I was thinking about uh, 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 the uh, what you know about it. That's what I was oh, thinking about. Oh, no, no, no. Because yeah. no, that's the album that had Dead and Gone. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. De- yeah, Paper Trails are Dead and yeah. Gone, Live Your Life, yeah. whatever oh, you like. Oh, Live Your Life, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's keep this thing moving. Uh, Number three. You're going to like this one. Because a lot of people... Might have forgot. They they didn't forget about it, but when the song come on, it's always a hit no matter who's around. I Need a Girl Part 2. Diddy, Genuine, Mario Winans, and Loon. I... Yup. What can I say? What 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 can we say? Girl, what the hell is on your mind? I might be dumb, but I'm not blind. That whole hard. Um, I remember this track because I thought I Need a Girl Part 1 was a Super success. It was, but I Need a Girl Part 2 was like that much crazier. Here we go. You're going to like this one. Number two, Same Girl Remix. Usher, R. Kelly, T-Pain in their primes, bruh. Well, that's 2B because I have a 2A. I know. 2A. This one comes from the East Coast. Flavin' Your Air Remix. Mm. All right. Biggie, LL Cool J, Busta Rhymes, Craig Mack, and then of course Diddy in the beginning. Bad boy, come out and play. I mean, bruh, at the time, East Coast rap was running everything for all four of those dudes to be on. They one had track to, they had to do something because when that whole 
early 2000s Southern takeover of hip hop happened. Yeah. And I have a 1B and 1A because you just can't. It, it, it's too much good super collabs. California hey. Love. Dre, Tupac. I mean, this is, this is shit written of legend. Anything Dre and Snoop did together is some shit written of legend, bro. But the Dre Tupac, that's really legend. As soon as I step on the scene, a man who screaming, screaming for money and alcohol, the right for the west side. Yeah, I didn't put Biggie and Pots collab on this, but I mean, we all know what but time I'm it is. I'm curious about what your 1A is, though. My 1A is something from left field that you will not believe. Before, That's cool because I'm I'm listening. Is you you there's one that you just didn't even name that I'm gonna have to I I might have to name. Yeah, that's fine. Um, this one comes from the world of R and B. Okay. It's an R and B and pop cross because uh, I don't know what you'd call this guy other than pop. The the guy, the two guys. Um, this comes from. Michael Jackson featuring Paul McCartney, The Girl Is Mine. Okay. Two, and you would, this this is like probably the goat of, I hate to say the goat of white people, but I mean, I mean, he, he's, he's, I mean, Paul McCartney is what Michael Jackson is for a lot of us. Exactly. So you're not wrong. Um, this might be the only song that Michael Jackson was on a collab with with anybody, and he got outdone vocally. Oh, you mean like like um like Beyonce and Shakira on "Beautiful Liar" when Shakira outdid Beyonce dancing? She, did, she definitely did. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. There was no con- there's no con- there's no conversation. No. There. Paul McCartney's vocals on "The Girl Is Mine." I remember the first time I heard, it, I was like. Michael Jackson got outdone on his own song. That is insane. But to be fair, Paul McCartney in his own right is a crazy, crazy, crazy legend. With crazy range. Yeah. He's like the Stevie Wonder of that. Oh, man. So, my first one that I'm going to throw out there is that you, in phenomenal list, by the way, first and foremost. How we not put the, the 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 touch it remix on there though? I thought about it. I'm that's not a, lie. That is literally you talk you you said legends in their prime and there was a lot of there was a lot of old school meets new school. There like, was. It was a beautiful blend, and I didn't even say the mega remix because the mega remix See, is so, like unfair. So, I just said the regular remix because the mega remix is unfair. I struggled with it because I didn't know which one to put on here. <laughs> because no, like I said, the mega remix is unfair. You throw a neo in there, like it's it's kind of unfair. But if you just went with the, just the Touch It remix, Busta, Mary Missy, J, Rod Digger, you had Lloyd Banks, uh, Busta, like DMX. Eve? Was even the no? Eve, okay, no, Eve was in, in the mega. mega. Okay, yeah. just the remix alone by itself, like that. And then I gotta throw. We talked about you talked about Swagger like us with the rappers in their prime, brother. Forever remix. You talk about people in their prime. I mean, M with the M with you, the shutdown of shutdown. Drake was in his prime. You Wayne know was what? In you, his prime. you know why I didn't pick that one? Because I still feel like the original one is the better is the better version. Oh, the just Drake? Just, no, it's Drake and Wayne. Well, yeah, yeah, but. I, yeah. The the original one is I want this forever, and then they made the 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 new one for the LeBron movie. I want this forever. I that's the that's the reason why I didn't put that on there is because I thought the original was better. 
That's the only reason why I didn't go on there because I thought the original. I think the original was better. So I feel like the only person that killed the the remix was Eminem. <laughs> I do. I I think I thought they all did. Not Drake. There's no way in hell you could think Drake killed that. But Drake did his part. <laughs> his no part. Way. His part was to keep the melody going. Like Drake. Drake on the original was just. He was stupid on the original. It, it, it's dumb. So. Of course, uh, you know. But you gotta li- when you listen to it though, there was still some, there was still some heat. There was still some heat, like from Drake. I'm talking about just Drake's, not not even. I'm talking about Drake specifically. Let me tell you, Drake's opening bar is the equivalent to Hurricane Chris saying, "Halle Berry so got a body so hot she could fry fish." Hold on. So you comparing that to last to name, name ever, ever first, first name, name greatest? greatest. Like a like sprained ankle, ankle boy, ain't, ain't nothing, nothing to play, play with. with. Yes. Started off local, but thanks to all the haters, I know G5, G4 pilots on a first-name basis. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I, it the, the second part of that is okay, but that that first part, I remember the first time I was like, oh, they finally put my song on the radio, and I was like, what the hell is this? And I heard Drake, I said, oh, come on, bro. And I turned it off, and Ivan was like, man, I listened to the whole song. You got to go listen to Eminem verse. So I turned that whole back on just to hear Eminem's verse, and I was like, Eminem mashed that hoe, and he killed everybody on the track. Yeah, it was in, and that it, ain't the first time he killed Wayne either. No, but I've always said in that particular track is M is Wayne is Ye and then is you know Drake, and that's hard because I ba- I, I was back and forth because Kanye's verse was fucking beautiful. It was Kanye swagged his verse, but 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 the way the Wayne just speaking of Wayne, have you heard Wayne's newest track? No. Oh, you got to listen to that. Oh. You want to talk about vintage? I hope so. No, no, listen to me. That's Carter 2 Wayne. There's no way. That's Carter 2 Wayne. No, no, no. I caught a glimpse. So the first, the way I was introduced to it, I was on TikTok bullshitting, and there was a clip of it, and it was him in the studio, and he was dropping, and I was like, wait, I thought he was just freestyling, just a freestyle. Like, no, Wayne's new track is out, and it was on Spotify, and I was like, bro. No, no. This is Carter 2 meets... No ceilings, Wayne. Ah, now we talking. Like that's what that that's what that track is like. Okay, it's a Swiss beat song with DMX in the background. Oh, it's nasty. I probably listened to it. You need to go, forty go, times now. Go ahead and and uh, Spotify and and share that with me or whatever you got to do to get to get that to me. Oh yeah, no, that's that's easy. That's 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 easy. Or or I can I can give you a, I can give you a live reaction. That is true. And I can literally play it like on the air. That's something we never done. I don't want to run into no copyright shit though. That's true. I'll send it to you, just in case we get in trouble. But now nah, I'm gonna send it to you because you you gonna you gonna you gonna understand what I what I okay. said when I said that. But phenomenal crossover. I'm glad the crossover found its way back. Mm-hmm. Just like the real talk has made its way back, it was starting, a, it, it was a perfect time to bring both back. A lot of, a lot of things are coming into form for us. Be looking forward to more and more greatness. Um, for those who have been keeping up with the From the Sidelines podcast, I will be on that show again tomorrow, doing my best rendition of NFL things. But I will give you guys some, as we like to say in some worlds, some insider information. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to give you guys the topics that we're going to talk about tomorrow. We're going to talk about the Jalen Carter situation. We're going to talk about Mel and Todd's top picks in the mock draft. We're going to talk about the make or break 
at the draft, who can move up and who might fall in the draft. Fourth, we're going to talk about the past draft performance winners and losers. We're going to talk about our favorite prospects just on name alone. Uh, NFL free agency rumors, teams and players to watch, and XFL football weekend recap. By the way, you're going to be on Friday, and this guy will be on Monday for the Basketball Monday. Yes, sir. This, is a, this has become a, uh, a great collab. It has become a regular staple. Uh, Mel is definitely on board to do an interview as well because I talked to him about it on Friday, and he was like, let me know what's up. We just got to play the time zone game because, like I said, he lives in Vegas, so we just got to plan it out accordingly. Well, he's only an hour behind us. Yeah, but he, but he he also works a lot. Okay. So we got to – if I got to talk to him more and figure out what day what day of the week probably works best for him. And then we'll, we'll – we that's strictly going to be a stream yard thing anyway. Sure. But it'll be dope, though. Like, I'm looking forward to that interview. Like you said earlier, we got some things coming. Uh, we definitely going to get a roundtable for WWE. We'll probably wait till after the pay-per-view or unless you want to do a preview. For which pay-per-view? Uh, the WWE pay-per-view coming up. Uh, um, Is it uh, WrestleMania is the next one? Or do they have one this month? No, nah, I think we just, I think, wait. No, we do. What the fuck is it called? Um, I can't remember. I'm, my fucking brain is farting right now. I think um, because rest there's one before WrestleMania, but I cannot remember what the name of it is right now. Cause we just had Elimination Chamber. Is it Helen? It's not Hell in the Cell because Hell in the Cell is now back to a specialty match. It's not Money in the Bank because Money in the Bank is over and done with. About time they move uh, Hell in the Cell back to this. Uh, I could have swore there was one more pay per view before WrestleMania. I thought so too. We just went through Elimination Chamber. Yep, and yeah. Because we used to have, um, the fuck was that bullshit called, like, over, oh, they're, Overdrive they're, or some shit? Yeah, there isn't one. It's going straight from Elimination Chamber. Okay. Chamber. Oh, they're not having one because WrestleMania is the first week, the first weekend in April, which is the first and the second. So that makes sense. Okay. So WrestleMania. Because they, they literally would have to have, like, back-to-back weeks. Yep. Roundtable. We got to have a roundtable with B4. Okay. So I guess when when the, when the card the official card comes out we could do one. Hundred percent, we got to we got to get a nice we got to get a big ass roundtable. So we'll have so be looking at roundtables for WWE. Be looking at roundtables for the free agency madness that is going to be the NFL. Those are going to be on Streamyard, by the way. Yeah, the, and uploaded to YouTube. Those actually are going to be live live on YouTube and live on the Facebook group. So if you get a chance, tap in, drop your questions, drop your comments, drop whatever it is you want to drop. If you're trying to be a guest on one of these roundtables, get at us. Let us know what's happening. We can get you on. And please, if you don't watch WWE, do not try and come on this roundtable. Yeah. At least please know your shit. Oh, man. Or at least be comparable because I've been on enough guest spots now where some of some of the people I've been on with, and I'm like, bro, you're kind of dragging the whole energy down. Yeah. Right? Yep. And you already know what I'm talking about. I can tell you this. This would be um, from the sidelines. This Friday would be one of the ones I'd be like, you know what? I don't watch enough college football to be on this episode. I just don't. So, yeah. or I don't care enough about the draft outside of my own teams to to actually talk about it. So, this is one of the ones where I'd be like, look, y'all, I love y'all. I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to listen, but I can't do it. <laughs> but you can drop some funny ass commentary, though. I like can't. I, like I was doing on your NBA show. I can't. I can't. 
So I'll be looking forward to that. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are wrapping up another phenomenal episode of Gentlemen's Talk. Um, not necessarily breaking news, but news to say the least. Season five will be the last style of us representing seasons. We will we will move and transition into episodes. We will no longer be doing seasons. So after episode number. 10 well in total no oh. we're gonna be at like 60 we will drop into episodes so we will go more into now an episonic style podcast after season five so which be- makes sense because we don't have seasons per se not necessarily we, we kind of went on some netflix shit which we kind of still did because 10 episodes is a season yeah. on netflix shows but we're gonna go more into an episonic thing so you will see titles change to like episode whatever 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 with all the other things so be prepared for that. Um, no shock value in that. Just kind of being transparent, letting you guys know what it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am your baby mama's favorite coach at a youth sporting event on a Saturday morning, Mr. GU. And I am the guy that make your baby mama throw that ass back, even if she pregnant, DJ Micah B. I'm never boxed when you see me in my zone.